What's up, libationaires, libationistas, libation nation nerds? Look, we all want optionality. Sometimes we don't feel like regular old libations that minute, that day, that week, that month, or maybe we're simply living an alcohol-free lifestyle. With Plif's flavor-forward lineup of classic cocktail-inspired THC drinks and bevies, there's something for everyone. Classic vices made nice and perfectly dosed with THC for any social occasion. Plift is BIPOC founded and committed to equity in our industry and our community as a whole. Follow us on socials at drinkplift or head to plift.com and check out our store locator for our ever expanding list of partners. And now, without further ado, here's Charles and some nerd named BQ. testament to the, the 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 arc of creativity too and how it's like we 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 overblow it to make it something that it really isn't like most of the shit is just born out of pure necessity mm-hmm. like the dude's family was too poor so they had to sell his piano which he grew up playing and so he got a guitar and then he's like how do i just play this thing like a piano because that's what i really want to <laughs> do and when he realized that you're like is, is he really a savant or is he just like a little cuckoo bananas and he just wants his toy back? Isn't most genius a mix of those two? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm about that. We're not, you know, we ain't all special snowflakes. None of us are really special snowflakes. We're all just one giant snowball. <laughs> you are not your khakis. I might be. <laughs> You're not a unique snowflake. <laughs> um, Charles, I, I, I feel like maybe I'm missing. Do we have a, an, an order? We do, but I probably didn't send it to you because I didn't want to. Yeah, that's fair. How about that? That's Why fair. don't I send this to you while I guess. you tell the good people about the event we got coming up? Yeah, so coming up, uh, if you're listening to this uh, episode shortly after it comes out um, and you are in the Minnesota and Wisconsin area, we are doing uh, a libations with everyone uh, at Nova Bar in Hudson, Wisconsin. LFG with LFE. LFG with LFE. Um, our good friend and former guest of the podcast, Brett Splinter, is one of the uh, owners out there, and they have just an absolute banging brunch thing going on. I'm talking DJ. We got smoked burgers. We have a Knob Creek single barrel release. Shout out to our sponsors, Beam Suntory. Uh, we are also going to make a Libations for Everyone cocktail. It is crazy hot across the country right now, so we were kind of leaning into a like a bourbon limeade. Uh, just something super refreshing and delicious yes. with regular Knob Creek. We would yes. please, please, please beg you not to do the single barrel gas <laughs> yeah. pick Knob Creek. Uh, but yeah, we're going to just have a blast. Uh, the timing is what, 10 to 3? Uh, I can confirm what they've done on their prior ones. It's 10 or 11 to yeah. 3, I believe. But let me, let me double check just so we get that on the, the record. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be... We're going to be kicking it with the fine folks. Uh, Guam won't be DJing. There's no. They have a, they have I get to go to a day. thing with a DJ, and it's I don't 11, have to DJ. Eleven to three. Eleven is, to three. Uh, Sunday service, but yeah, we're, the whole plot, plan for us is we're going to be hanging. We're going to be drinking with you guys, eating with you guys. Uh, Boom and Barbecue is out there. So if, dope. If you're from the area, you know that um, they were a big deal here in Minneapolis for some time. Now they are based out of uh, Nova and in Hudson. And um, Dylan is planning, and some of this stuff is TBD, but he's planning to do smoked burgers with the staves from the single barrel of Knob Creek, yes. which is fucking sick if you think about it. 
Uh, so come hang out with us, 11 to 3 p.m. If you are in the area, Western Wisconsin or the Twin Cities on um, Sunday, August 6th. And just a shout out, you don't, you don't have to like hang out with us the whole time. Like I honestly would suggest making a day of it. Come out and hang out with us, have a good time, yeah. get some food in your belly, and then go down to the river. Like there is nothing yeah, better on a hot day than wading into a, a gorgeous cold river. It's right by the St. Croix. Yeah, right like, by the St. Croix River. Right up the street, like 50 paces. And if you're not familiar with that area and you're interested, uh, both Hudson and Stillwater have gorgeous, like, old small town vibes to them on their main streets. For sure. Plenty of other places to go get drinks. None of them are anywhere near as cool as what we're doing. But they are very beautiful uh, spots to go hit up. So whichever side of the river you want to go to, you're not going to lose out. Everywhere is beautiful. Most places have patios overlooking the river. Just a nice day. But first... Fill that belly with some delicious yeah. Berman limeade and some smoked burgers. Tunes and have some hangs. It's going to be a good day. Uh, speaking of our friends and sponsors, mm. Beam Suntory. Yeah. Well, what is it that we have in our glasses right now? So currently in our glasses, we have a bottle of, well, we have glasses poured from the bottle of pre-made uh, jalapeno pineapple margaritas from On the Rocks Premium Cocktails. This one is featuring Tres Generaciones Tequila. And I am really impressed at the actual flavor of fresh pepper in there. Like, I, yeah. I honestly was not expecting to enjoy this as much as I did. Tastes like real margarita. Right? I can attest. Yeah. Yeah, it and really does. I have no filter and would say if it was shit. Yep. That's, um, it's just kind of delightful. And um, one bottle, they're like little 500 milliliters, guys. Right? Or is that a 375? 375. Yeah, it's yeah. 375. It's just a thicker bottle. Um, three, seven, five is like we poured out three, three. cocktails perfectly. Yeah, three full size. So uh, buy accordingly. But I've seen these popping up um, at a lot of like finer liquor stores. Um, people that are maybe looking for something uh, a grade up from Finest Call or uh, any of the other pre-made margarita mixes. Nothing against them if that's your jam. Uh, we were talking earlier that a margarita in any state is probably pretty good. But uh, I am marveling at the quality of this. That is wonderful. And a tequila that I also enjoy drinking. And then we got a we got a little bottle of spirits coming up later, but we can get to we that sure when do. we get to that. How about uh, we intro our guest? Yeah. Who the hell are you? Yeah, man. What are you doing here? Mm. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Spoon the goon. Yeah. I, I, I haven't busted that one out in quite a while. <laughs> that, that one will not resonate with any of our listeners. But That's right. I almost did like a b-boy stance when you said that. I'm like, drop a beat. Spoon the goons hey, in the know, building. We could we could, uh, we could uh, take a left hand turn and turn this podcast into a uh, cipher. Know, yeah. <laughs> 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 bloop, bloop. Somebody get the fuck flex. I, we don't have a bomb sound. We'll just hit. No. We'll hit him with some. <laughs> we'll hit him with some curb. <laughs> I am. You, you. You are gonna have to like hold me back. There's a lot of. Uh, Enticing buttons. Oh, they're all fun. So many buttons. So the only one you can't hit is the one that says record, because that will stop us recording. (laughs) Anything else fair game? All of these are sound effects. And we played, before we actually labeled them, we did play the game of uh, just hit one and see what happens. Uh So if you're feeling it, I mean, you might hit the jackpot or you might get a a whammy. (laughs) But I I fully understand the need to 
to press. Yeah, like, yeah, I, you, you can't you, give me. You. I mean, you have supplied me with a lot of adult toys here. Here so we are. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Not sorry. Clapping <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> Clapping <laughs> cheeks. Bringing it full. Yeah. Callback. <laughs> Callback king. No, you know, just like the sharp things and yeah. The, yeah. the fire and, you know, the dildos. This oh, is decidedly yeah. not kid proofed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we are in the dungeon. Welcome to yeah. the danger zone. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to ask where the bodies are hidden, but I'm sure everybody asks that when they come down, and I don't want to be an asshole. Oh, no. This is the this is the old coal room, so they just burned them. Ah. So, uh, well, so they're everywhere. There's they're some cool ass ghosts, I'll yeah, tell you that. They're among us. Yeah. yeah. Great. I can feel them. Yeah, dude. They're on the podcast. Shout out to all the ghosts in here. What up? <laughs> Thanks for being here. How do you know that I'm real? <laughs> <laughs> As soon as he said that, all I wanted to do was drop Ja Rule, I'm Real, with, I think that was Jennifer Lopez that sang the hook on that, or was that Ciara? Because I'm real. That is not on the soundboard. God, it should be. Where is Ja? We need Ja! Yeah, a lot of people His saying that. His son right is now. a carbon copy of him. It it's is frightening. Crazy. Yeah, I know. His son looks looks more like Ja Rule than Ja Rule looks well, like Ja Rule. I'm wondering if he had like a Michael Jackson cloning scenario happen. It looks yeah. like it. Yeah. Could, Whoa. Yeah. Like shit. Like uh, Ice Cube's son looks like his son. Oh, I haven't seen this. It's like you can you can be like, oh yeah, that's yeah, for sure his kid. His son played him, but Ja Rule's kid just looks like a clone of Ja Rule <laughs> yeah. that they gave a little bit more vitamins to, and a little, <laughs> little bit, you know, he's like yeah. taller and wider, but it, but it's the same dude. It Whoa. is frightening when they stand next to each other. Ja Rule two, I rule you. Well, hey, how do you ja think like squared. his girl feels about this? Like, are my genes just not strong enough, or is like <laughs> is Ja Rule just that? Vital. That's that also, like oh, that's got to be weird when your kid looks a lot like your husband. <laughs> and then you go out together. Yeah. With oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole Oedipal box I don't want to get into. God. Uh, you know, we were talking about that phrase uh, the other night. I, I've never seen a can of worms, but they were like yeah. apparently ubiquitous enough that everybody says that. But The fuck were they used for? And why did you have to open them? Like, if you, in my head, if you had a can of worms, would it not just be a bunch of worms and dirt scooped in and then given to you at, like, a bait shop and then you go fishing? Yeah. Like, but why would you have to open it? Well, and what does that imply? You're opening up a can of worms so you can do something productive and get yourself a meal? Worming around or something? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) worms used to be a little more weaselly. (laughs) Were old-timey worms just, like, fucking off the cuff? They just punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Just curl you? up like an ass and just yeah. fucking smoke you. <laughs> like Simon Belmont's whip. <laughs> I just want to see a worm whip. Well, I guess that was kind of Earthworm Jim, the old Genesis game. Yeah. And that was kind of his thing. Because didn't the suit just whip the actual worm to pull you like a grappling hook? Man, I haven't played that game in a long time. I don't know, he had the little gun and the helmet, and uh, yeah. Has, yeah. Well, you just dated me, so that was a that was a major series. They fucked that whole thing up. Yeah, that I remember the first time my friend Bobby Simon got that game. We laughed. It was like we got to play a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Like yeah. there are so many jokes the in that. Was dope. Oh my god! I still think of how awesome that was. Mm-hmm. Get on that game. Hollywood, I don't know who you yell at. I do watch his video series on YouTube. This guy does a series called, he does a bunch of stuff, but he does a series called What Happened? And it's like games that went wrong, and it was Earthworm Jim 3D was an episode. Oh, wow. And it kind of bummed me out, because Earthworm Jim 3D was a fucking nightmare. But the old- I didn't even know that existed. Oh, dude. (laughs) If you look it up, it's it's That's amazing. It should not exist. It's nothing like the old ones, obviously. I, um, 
for all of our listeners who have listened to all of our shows or have listened to Ways Back, um, when we had Nerdy on, we talked about a, like what video game would you want to resurrect, and I said Ninja Gaiden, and you told me, Charles, that it that it exists. Uh, I absolutely have an emulator that I brought with to Europe, and I have seven different Ninja Gaidens on that, yeah. and that was so much fun. Yeah. Just slashing yeah, and dicing across Japan. Those Xbox ones are fucking great. Yeah. So I, 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 I know I, I knew that I was wrong in the episode, but I just want to say I retract my statement. I thought you were well. going to amend and say Earthworm Jim needs to come back, but faithfully. <laughs> well, also down like, with that. I would be very yeah. happy if, if Earthworm Jim <laughs> came back. So, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't actually say my name. My name is Adam <laughs> yeah, Howard Witherspoon, for the record. That is a power name. Is it? Yeah. I've always found it a little underwhelming. but Man, uh, I want to invest things with you or seek, oh, great. Well, seek maybe legal we can guidance. Turn this podcast into you know, <laughs> there we go. a formal business meeting. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I'm a dude who pours stuff in cu- who has poured stuff in cups, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as bartending. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, I've been asked to uh, look over the uh, preside over the success of restaurants, otherwise known as managing. I'm sorry, this is... No, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. People ask me to do this, and I'm like, ah, how can I deflect? There's Hon- nobody honestly, to though, deflect to. No, okay, <laughs> let me try But again. I don't think anybody really understands what restaurant managers do unless they've worked in the industry, so you kind of just said that. Like, you're overseeing what happens on the floor in every facet. Like, that That works. That's a solid description. Cool, great. I'll put that into my next... Uh, <laughs> Juice and cups, oversee some shit. Exactly. There we yeah. go. No, no. I, I, I am a, I am a man of the hospitality business. Yes, you are. A uh, man of Minneapolis, this great city that we live in. Um, yeah, I mean, I shit. Been doing it for like seven, eight years now. Uh, I mean, we're talking about kind of just um, uh, you and I. D- d- in the qualm. earlier times. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, we got the name thing. The yeah. name. Quam. You yeah. and I were talking about. You know the <clears throat> this how everything circles back and we have these we have these uh you know inside jokes that happen from generation to generation and i came in all this that i mean we all i think we can all kind of pick parts in our history and be like oh it was a really fucking interesting time to be alive it was the greatest (laughs) it was the greatest timeline but you know i i i came into this you know, as there was like a changing of hands, Absolutely. if you will. Um, so this was the summer that La Belle Vie in Minneapolis proper was closing. And I got in like earlier that year mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I had just, I was working at a, a, a dinner theater. I was, I was in theater at the time, but um, I, you know, had a fateful visit to uh the late great um, Eat Street Social, and oh, yeah. kind of it just it dropped. I dropped everything. I was like, "That's it. There That's the promised land." And I spent that summer. I want to say it was 2015, the year that they closed. It was just because the the new Brad Street had just opened up. Yep. They were. I mean, they had eventually announced their close, and then uh, Eat Street Social. That was the the, the tail end uh, of everybody leaving, like Bitter Cube wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just this kid trying to, like, get a get a fucking, like, wedge in and get anything. But I I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything. I didn't know my D-hole from my B-hole. And I, like, I'd, I literally, I, 
I remember, Peter, I'm sorry this was weird. We didn't know each other very well, but I'd go in and it was a joke. It was a joke, man. Get get the hell over it. But I was like, man, I'll do anything. I'll suck your dick if you just let me <laughs> choose some lemons for you. I don't care. Got these I just want to get in there. Uh, I no, I didn't say that. But you know, you know, there was that level of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um uh Keith Werner, I love you, white boy. <sighs> Never, never forgive you for not letting me uh, come join you guys in the trenches, but it's all love, baby. Yeah. Love you. Um, but eventually, um, and, you know, uh, bonus points, I'll buy, I'll buy somebody a bottle of gin if they can uh, tell me where Cena Tavern was located. You guys don't count. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. The home of, of gin and crudo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We it, had it a was, meat dinner. It was there. like, it was Once like the Lakers, not of this year. Cause they were, that was a good Cinderella ish story. But like, like two years ago, I want to say when it was like Russell, Carmelo, oh, yeah. LeBron, Anthony, and you're just like, come on, come on. It's like <laughs> the best players of the era all coming together and like it was, like it was like mm-hmm. Eric and Jamie mm-hmm. and Bill and the entire Bittercube yeah. team and Eric like Anderson, it, Jamie Malone, yeah. Chris Somerville. Yeah, thank thank you. Jay Ballard, Marco Zapia, like that was yeah, Eric Kosovich. Uh yeah, yeah that the was height. Madness. Yeah. And you know, I I mean there's so many there there's some pretty glaring reasons why it didn't work. None of those reasons happened to be them, but you know, it's like on the corner of what Gerard and Lake, yeah, in on a uptown. super busy corner with no parking with in no, Uptown, and you're like competing against Stella's, which you know, like it was a demographic at the time. Yeah, uh, but not enough rats, dude. Huh? Not, not, not enough, enough rats. rats. Not enough sewer rats. <laughs> nope. Yep. That, that is that is true. Uh, Too much that, crudo. Not enough rats. <laughs> <laughs> But you should have done rat carpaccio. Come on. Um <laughs> yeah. That's where I got like my official start, you know. That's uh, amazing. Marco, God bless him. Um, he picked me up off the street, so to speak, and uh gave me a shot and from there it was kinda off to the races and I just was so fucking annoying and I wouldn't let them leave me. Uh, that's kind of like my motto in life. Yeah. Be so <laughs> annoying that they can't ignore you. <laughs> I love that. I, I feel like I could wear that t-shirt pretty honestly. It works really well in some areas of life and other areas. Not so well, yeah. you know, like love life. No, no, don't try that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, no, no. And from there, I mean, I mean, follow Bitter Cube around for a while. We did Lawless Distilling Company and Alma. Shout out to my hero, Alex Roberts. One of the greats. Uh, I don't have heroes, but you're a one of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, it was like, I probably did that a year and a half. And then Marco, uh, uh, that that was me doing a dove uh, flittering off into the sunset. And I was like, no, no, don't leave me. That's the annoying streak coming back. No, you can't leave me. Um, he did. He did when he was on our show. Uh, in addition to being the quietest guest we've had, uh, <laughs> he he did say that he has a predilection for was it every three years blowing he likes it to up, blow his life up. Yep, just yeah. just blow it all up. So. I have taken that trait from him. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was that was my my service industry career was about three three and a half years. Yeah. At three years, I would decided I ne- I would decide I needed to go, and then three and a half because I had to. 
figure out where I want to go. I become more efficient at that, though. I'm always looking to optimize. So I'm Fair. like, three years? Pff, come on, dude. I can do that in one year. <laughs> <laughs> I got that in six months. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I feel like that's where things really started to get interesting, though. Because um, that was the year that the Grand Cafe opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, one of my favorite hospitality stories because it was – I want to say it was one of their soft opens and the hoods went down. And I mean, like it was like that place is like, I I mean, I went to school across the street from there and like everything about that neighborhood and block is like very ingrained and near and dear to me. But like, that's an old ass building, especially then. So like those hoods went out and like, guess what? They weren't coming back on that day. (laughs) Um, And the wherewithal, and the thinking on everybody's toes was just like on point because they fired up some like I don't even, uh, like shitty Weber grills in the back. Mm-hmm. They threw some like steaks and T bones and yes. shit on there. Eric Anderson told us this story when he was uh-huh. on. I get it. Like, yeah, what a great day that was. Yeah, I'm fucking off like skateboarding around town. I got a call from Marco. <laughs> he's like, dude, I need you. I'm like, I got you. Uh, he's like, all right. Drive to the closest liquor store, get as many highlights as you can fit in your car, come to the Grand Cafe. And they're bringing out, like, beautiful vintage champagne buckets of Miller Highlights to, like, do tableside service with. I want to go to that party. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I've ever been more jealous to have not attended a Eric thing in my Anderson's life. grilling steaks and you're drinking cold-ass buckets of highlights. Slanging champagne uh-huh. buckets of the champagne <laughs> of beer. And the electric went out. I should mention that, too. Yeah. So, all candlelit. He, he did say that yep. part. Yeah. yeah. It was a epic recovery from a disgusting meltdown. And uh, do you, any uh, uninitiated listeners, Grand Cafe was... Uh, an incredible the best restaurant restaurant Mm -hmm. a lot of the same talent that we just mentioned that were at cena were also there just in a much smaller venue Mm -hmm. um and yeah we we sorely missed that spot that was a legend Mm. shout out to the homegirl uh liz fralick who created basically an omakase of crudo for me my first (laughs) visit to cena and to this day i still think about that like it was such a wonderful experience and then Kosovich and Blue were just sending out different gin drinks and martinis and never have been so glad to have cabbed to a place because it was for mm. sure necessary on the way back. Because not going to lie to you, not uh, crudo, not stick to your ribs, not no. soaking up a lot of booze. No, a lot, of, uh-uh. a lot of it. No, this is a delicate meal. Yes. You were being dragged out of there. That was the first place I ever saw somebody get dragged out of. That's awesome. <laughs> well, sorry, not dry. They were carried. carried. They were a very slight, light person, but, you know, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato. My background in nightclubs, uh, I've seen lots of that. <laughs> in all yeah. different forms. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Little different formats. Yeah. A slightly different uh, format. What do you think? Should we cheers it up? Let's cheers it up. Cheers. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, here we go. I'll join you in just one second. Mm. Oh, there's remnants. Who's first? Well, here, we have a second before we ask the first question. Why don't yeah, I let's do it. pour up a little bit? Yeah, so, talk about the... Thanks to our sponsors at Beam Centauri. Um, they've sent us uh, a number of their favorite spirits. And this was one I pulled because it is in the mid-90s in Minnesota. And I just we were talking about having something a little bit lighter. And this is the Sipsmith uh, Strawberry Smash Gin. 
So it is their gin macerated with uh, strawberries and botanicals. And I had not tried this before, but given uh, our last episode, uh, can I hand that one to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like that's even better. Our last episode. 92 and humid today. We talked about um, how much the strawberries in Denmark took my breath away, mm. not thinking that this is going to replicate that, but I felt like it was on brand. I mean, to be fair, though, what doesn't blow you away in Denmark? Yeah. Where, where, where were you? Uh, we were in Copenhagen. In the Copenhagen, yeah. yeah. I spent a lot of time there. I, I am absolutely special. enchanted by that city. I know. In Malmo. Malmo, Sweden. I was also mm. breathtaking, but you Copenhagen. Ferry? Yeah. Yeah. No, we did, yeah. The tr- we did the train. Oh. Train oh. across the bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. When were you there? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, fuck. You yeah. were, like, there. We were just there. Oh, man. It was that, wild. God damn. You were there in summer. Mm-hmm. You and it was perfect. Yeah, fuck uh, you, Quam. Right? Fuck and me for sure. Just kidding. I was there too. That's, <laughs> uh, okay, you get one. You get one bar. You get one restaurant. I want to know which, what what the highlight was. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Uh, then I'm I'm gonna say Yonar. That meal was absolutely breathtaking. Mm. And um, I, as much as I love the the record player at Bird. Uh, Strum. Oh, you went to Bird? Yeah. Dude, yes. But Strum was my, that was my shit, man. I had so much fun with those guys. Yeah. Cool. And, like, the fact that it, it was in a historic building, so everything looked like it was two or three hundred years old, yeah. but it was all, like, brand new bar stuff. It was, that was just amazing. And when we got there, unfortunately, Charles couldn't come, but when we got there, we were the only people in there. And so everybody working just came out and hung out with us and That's talked cool. to about cocktails. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. Is that chill that night? Huh? Yeah. Well, by, by drink two, it filled up. Cool. But we got the first half an hour or 45 minutes yeah, where yeah, it yeah. was just us and the staff. I, I always love doing that. Just kind of being at the door when, and then have like a little time to yourself. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, we just did a whole last yeah. episode about this, but I'd say my favorite. I didn't explore the bar scene as much as I would have liked to because I had so many crazy meals, but the meal was obviously Noma and then the, the bar would be Barking Dog. That, um, that agave bar right. we went to, and that's partly the company. It's just like, firstly, we stumbled into an agave bar via a friend of a friend, a friend of a brand new friend, who, which I guess you could also call a friend. Um, and I didn't know this bar was an agave bar, but then the fucking bar was a bunch of agave. So, yeah, that place was a lot of fun. We and we just had a great night. Mm-hmm. That was the last night we were all all together. I. I, I really like, I, I like that. I'm smelling that from quite a distance. Yeah. It smells. Like, I like that it's Ooh. it's not crazy over the top. I was kind of worrying that this was going to be like a flavored gin, and I think it's just like hinted. Whispered. Yeah, it's shh, shh, strawberry. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, so question number one. Mm. Question. That tastes a lot like strawberry, right? but not like a strawberry Jolly Ranch. No, but like real strawberry. That's, I'm, yeah, because it's like a lot of strawberry flavor, but real strawberries. Yep. This is kind of like. I want to do that with a bunch of mint and soda water and then just sit outside and not yeah. move. Shit. Maybe get a kiddie pool, fill it up with water and ice. As a matter of fact, that's literally what I was doing before I came here. That's awesome. It was great. It was, it was a well-spent afternoon. One of my favorite moments, uh, we have a now 20 years running cooking party that a couple of friends of mine and I do every year. And we bought, when Toys R Us still existed, oh, we man. bought them out of kiddie pools. And we set up 30 chairs in a circle around all the kiddie pools. We filled them all with water. And then we went and got 20-pound bags of ice and put one in each pool. And then everybody could eat a plate and have a drink and then just sit with your feet in the pool. It's it was brilliant. unbelievable. It's brilliant. So speaking of that. All right. All 
right. So imagine you have uh, no duties on your calendar at all, work or social, just mm. wide open calendar, dog days of summer. Yeah. What's your perfect afternoon? Are you out in the sun, like sweating in that vitamin D? Are you holed up in air conditioning? What is your preferred way to spend an afternoon when you have nothing dragging you anywhere else? Dude, are we on like a, is this like a, like a prelude to a dating show? Am I in, in We're am actually I doing, it's audio hinge. Yeah. It's the long form hinge ah, where you can actually okay. listen to a conversation with somebody. Cool. Yeah. Do you interface with Raya? Cause I'm like really trying to like get on that high level shit. Oh <laughs> no, they don't even let me type in that website. <laughs> it just says permanently blocked. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. I just want to know, you know, I, I, I just want to know who I'm appealing to. Uh, okay. Perfect afternoon. Um, well, I mean, I do like to keep it roasty toasty. If like, if I'm not like, I like the oppressive heat. Mm. So yes, like this afternoon, kiddie pool, take a quick dip, and you just roast. Because like every time, once you get like a sheen of like water on you, it kind of is like the, the heat magnifies. So there's gonna be a lot of that. There's gonna be a lot of that. Um, there's probably an annoyingly, uh, um, like detailed um reference book uh so here here here's the th- <laughs> here's the thing like i well I, okay i like the murakamis and i like the stories and i like the fiction but um people unknowingly challenge me to reading ungodly books and i, I get a challenge and i'm like i got to I got to follow through on this. Can I just say that's a rad compliment for somebody to give someone else to like, be like, I want to challenge you with this hard to read book. Like that's just stating right off the bat. I think that you are very smart and interesting and I want to see if this works for you. Like that's a, that's a cool thing for somebody to think about you, man. No, I I appreciate that. Well, okay. But uh, for, for context, like I, I, I'm like, I'm trying to like really sink my teeth into like this wine world because it is big and it is vast and it's scary. And my buddy Weston, uh, who's just like, that dude is, mm-hmm. that is, he, he is scary smart. Uh, and obviously, you know, like that is his world. He lives there. Uh, and, um, I feel like weird giving like whole full names. I feel like I'm like divulging too much about like, like people that don't want to be known. So we're just going to leave it at first name. But I'm like, hey, man, like, I, like I need some recommendations. Like I want to like, I want to get smart. And he sends me this picture of a book, and it's just a, it's just a, the title, the cover. Am I? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm playing too much. I'm playing t- microphone. I, I'm playing with the sharp toys too much, and they had to, they had to take them out of my hand. <laughs> well, we can't we can't go full dark man, where all of a sudden we have a box of fingers. I think so. it's working, Adam. Adam, I think it's working. <laughs> and he gives he, he shoots me a picture of this book. I'm like, cool, I'll order it, yeah. and I get it, and it's like. It's as thick as my thigh, and it's a thousand-page <laughs> manuscript on the coat door. For those That's of those awesome. that don't know, that, that is a very famous region in France uh-huh. where they make two grapes, uh, they grow two grapes. and But all we drank when we yeah. were just in France, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, And literally, it just goes north to south. Mm-hmm. Every appellation, every sub-appellation, and it talks about the producers, and it talks about the fucking soil, and... I'm three months into reading this, and I've cracked about uh, one one hundredth of it. Sure. And like most people would be like, "Hey, you know, you're just really supposed to kind of like leaf through that when you have some questions." And I'm like, "That's dumb." Yeah. No, Weak. he gave me this book. I'm going to read it front to back. 
and then I'm going to quiz them on it. Yep. Um, so that's going really well for me. Uh, and so I guess to, so that is going to be a part of this afternoon where Heck I'm yeah. in a kiddie pool. Um, mm. Oh, well, ac- okay, no, 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 no. Actually, this is, what, this is what I actually tell people. My perfect afternoon starts at about somewhere between 12.30 and 1.30 p.m. It's on a Monday or a Tuesday. I am at the Northeast Yacht Club. Mm, hell yeah. And it is Monday or Tuesday because at 1.30 on a Monday or Tuesday, do you know who's at the Yacht Club? I do not. The same five people that have been there for the last 20 years, and they are all inside, and they don't give a fuck about me. I used to live right down the alley from the Yacht Club and used to be there in the middle of the day, many days. Yep. For our listeners out there, uh, the Yacht Club is not near water, which <laughs> always <laughs> cracks me up. It the is name a, is ironic. Okay? It is an incredible dive bar in Northeast Minneapolis that I remember when they first decided to stop taking checks and start taking credit cards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and please so don't misconstrue me bucks. talking yep. about this place. This is not an open invitation to come on Monday and Tuesday <laughs> afternoons. <laughs> uh, because Keep the to, fuck out. To follow this up, I am there by because. myself. Yes. And I go to the bar, and the person, God bless them, who gives me my drink, probably has not made eye contact with me. For sure. Exactly what I want. Yep. I got a tank ray and tonic. It's in one of those short plastic boys with the ribs on the side. Mm-hmm. And you get two different colored straws mm-hmm. that you can't actually get any liquid out of because guess what? The second you squeeze <laughs> your lime in there, all the pulp gets up in there. Yeah. Uh, so you, you crease them you over. crease it with your finger. Ah, <laughs> and that's why I'm down here right now. My boy gets it. Uh, I, I just love that we were both doing the hand motion of the crinkling oh yeah, straws a, at the same time. It's a, yeah. That's how you hold the cup. That's too. how you hold the cup. Yeah. It's like an extra handle. Yeah. Shout out to all my creasers out there. <laughs> Be Get, careful. I'll allow you to say that. Things are getting creasy. Well, I mean, what kind of creaser are you? Are a Patrick Swayze creaser or are you uh, a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, a, okay, I'm trying to. Well, was Charlie Sheen in that one? Boy. No. no. It was it was Patrick Soezy. It was the karate kid. Yep. It and was Was Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, yeah. Yeah, yeah back yep. when he had like the weird tooth. Yep. Um before those giant veneers. <laughs> yeah. And there's somebody else I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, he had remember. the unibrow and the gap tooth. Yeah, yeah, you the know? unibrow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's really surprising how he made it onto the big screen with that <laughs> with at that. The uni- Dude, he was he, not he was not the old American boy. He stayed golden though. But what well, no, he wasn't even golden. But I uh, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm too granular, too granular. Um yeah. But anyway, so you're at, you're at Yacht Club. I'm at the Yacht Club, yep. and, you know, you get, the, you get that sweet, sweet Tanqueray and tonic. And, like, the, the great thing about the Tanqueray and tonic is, like, you know when you're drinking it. Because, like, that first sip, it just, like, when it hits the, the lining of your stomach, it kind of just, like, slowly whoosh. And everything kind of just slows down for a second. You're like, ooh, I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And I take that outside. And I find the sunniest spot, and I just roast like a goddamn sweet potato <laughs> pie. Uh, that is that is my perfect afternoon right there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can get down with that. Yep. Charles, what about you? I mean, I'll just refer to what I did today. 
we uh, on Wednesdays we like to do coffee and cigars at the club, and we have a club that is sort of uh, the precursor to Club Caraway um, at a beautiful restaurant in Minneapolis called the Bungalow Club. We had a group of uh, gentlemen who enjoy cigars who would meet there Wednesday mornings. Uh, Chef Kraft is always gracious enough to have cold press ready for everybody and sometimes brings out snacks, but all we really do is sit in the absolutely beautiful patio grotto that they have adjacent to the restaurant that is their patio um, as a group before the restaurant is open and just enjoy cigars and chop it up with a group of like really cool dudes who do all sorts of different things and um, just want to talk about life and break things up. And honestly, it's like, honestly, it's, it's like the ninth iteration of a thing that I've been doing for years. Cause I used to have a coffee and cigar club and it'd be sort of a midweek breakup of just like all of the, the, um, drudgery of the work week. Wednesday's the perfect time to be like, Hey, I need a palate cleanser, which is kind of ironic to say about a cigar. And enter Wednesday. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, 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 <laughs> I detract, I detract it. <laughs> but, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, yes, perfect. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Quab's been many times. Yeah. Um, it's just a wonderful group of dudes. And we don't do it as frequently as we were doing it um, during, like, pandemic times mm-hmm. when we had, like, this outdoor area where we could all kind of chill, spaced out, smoke cigars with one another. Um, but... We, we now do it there. We do it at the club weekly, but we now do it there about once a month. And it's always just a fucking treat, especially when it's, like, super nice outside. I do have limits on heat. I don't like it roasty-toasty, like our friend Adam here, or, like, Tyson, like Tyson Schnitker from Scalvin likes it as hot as possible. I have limits when it comes to that. But I'm going to look at the positive side, the sunny side. Hey. And say that, like, on a day like today, we rounded up a 10, and it was a little swampy, but it was still, like, 79. By the time I left, it was probably, you know, 86 or 87. But that is, that's a perfect morning, afternoon, whatever you want to call it, just chilling with the homies, having coffee, smoking cigars. Love it. Guam? That's your, okay. Yeah. Uh, if I have calendar-free... I also would prefer if it was a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, I got really used to one of my favorite things about almost two decades in the service industry was that when I would go get my shit done, it was usually early in the week on a weekday. And I loved going to the bank and no one was there. I loved going to the grocery store and no one was there. I really relish that. So if it's ever possible or necessary for me to take a day off, I try to do it early on a weekday. I don't do the long weekend thing. I love doing a Monday or a Tuesday where it drags on the other way. Um, If it's this fucking hot out, I don't love being damp. There's nothing sexy about constantly wiping sweat (laughs) from your forehead. So I would absolutely, one of my favorite things on earth is going to a movie by myself. Oh. And I will absolutely go check out a movie that I know my wife has no interest in. Mm. Probably something either dumb comedy or big action. Uh, or really droll, like, period piece from history. I'm about that. Like, let's go. I'll get a little popcorn so that I can actually limit myself on portion control, uh, and then maybe I'll do some junior mints because popcorn and junior mints are the greatest combo ever known. But then you get out. Hopefully the heat's broken a little bit. You do, like, a late afternoon movie, and then I'm cool because, like, once it's not direct sun, 
then I kind of want to be outside. So I want to find somewhere a little bit breezy, hopefully a patio of a bar that I really dig, or I have a number of friends that have beautiful big backyards, especially if it involves dogs, because then I can bring my dog. And that's what I want to do. I want to eventually build a fire and sit outside where I don't have to go like get a sweatshirt or throw on some pants because it's getting cold at night. Like I want to just sit outside and chill until it's time for it to be done. Whenever that is. If that's seven o'clock, cool. If that's 10 o'clock, cool. If that's midnight, don't care. I just want to sit outside after the sun. Like give me starting at sunset and then I'll just hang out outside. And I'm about that. I got two follow-ups. Yes. Uh, one preferred movie theater and two the last thing you saw matinee. I don't. I don't want to know what you did with somebody else. I want to know what you did for you. Preferred movie theater would be uh, the Imagine Theater at Willow Creek. It is on one sixty nine in Schlard Parkway in the suburbs of Minneapolis. In Egan? No, no, no. There's Imagine. that's there's five of them. Oh. So the one that I go to is is uh, just west of uh, of Minneapolis. Crystal? No, it's uh, I think it's technically Minnetonka. Okay, um, I know the one you're talking about. That's the one we we did our screening with the kids. Yes, at. yeah. The the one the Willow Creek was, uh, yeah, that was where that was. I have a mm-hmm. uh, an attachment to that because uh, when I would see my dad once a week for a few hours, that was the new movie theater, and it was all it was perfectly late '80s, early '90s. It was all pink and green neon lit the whole place, mm-hmm. and it was like. I got to see like my first couple R-rated movies there. So it was like the cool movie theater back then. And now it's a place that you can get a beer up to 32 ounces if you want. And they have like a full restaurant menu. They have like full pizzas and shit. It's wild there. They have a bar. You can have a shot of Jameson. Bro, 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 bro. I got to ask because I was just at the Imagine in Egan. That is not my movie theater, but like there was a thing. So I, I went to the thing. Um, they got axe throwing there. <laughs> they don't have that one at Willow Creek. But. And I'm just, I, I was like, cool. <laughs> but like, I wanted to be in, in the investors meeting where they were like, all right, man. So here's the thing. We're going to get these great plush chairs where you can recline. We're going to get a full bar so you can stay here and watch a double header and get yeah. toasted. We're going to get pizza oven so you can like stay like satiated and guess what hey, what about axes, axes. <laughs> yeah like where? i hope there was like i hope like hacksaw jim duggan was just in the background and be like i think we need axes <laughs> oh i would uh, be down with that <laughs> that's yeah, crazy yeah, i need yeah. to go down to that one then apparently. yeah you should and let me know yeah. um don't drink too many yeah. 32 ounces yeah or maybe drink I mean, too many i don't know 32 ounce beer in one hand and axe in another yeah Sounds like yeah. Viking movie. Sounds like success. It just sounds like success. Uh, uh, the last two. Yeah, question yeah, two. The last matinee mm-hmm. that I went and saw was Oppenheimer just last week. Me too. Dude, yeah, okay. I went to the ten thirty a.m. show. Wow. And uh, well, I heard it's a really long movie, so it's probably a good plan. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. I felt it's. I, I will say that I don't. No, no spoilers because we don't know how it ends. But um, uh, <laughs> I the the, the, the visuals. The acting is on a just a wonderful level, but the visuals and the audio were like a different level to me. Uh, where I am, I I cannot tell you another movie I've seen where I was uneasy for three straight hours. Oh no! I even knowing yeah. what happened, I was I I I was viscerally uncomfortable for yeah. the rest of my day, and like I had to like think about it, like a couple of days after. I was like, dude, like, did you eat something? Yeah. Were you just like 
digesting the rest of the things happening in your life right now? And I was like, no, nope. that movie just made you physically uncomfortable for all the right reasons. I'm so glad you said that because it's tough, like, trying to find other people to, to like, talk about because not a lot of people have seen it yet in my world. And it's, I was just floored at how well it was all put together. And again, American Prometheus, the book it's, it's based on, is one of my favorite biographical books. Like, it's mm. a great, I even read the thing it's based on. I know the story and I know the book. And I was still, like, just wincing yeah. and shuddering. And I didn't feel that when I read that book. And yeah. so, Christopher Nolan, hats off, man. But not to seem like I'm too much of an intellectual, the previous matinee that I saw by myself was Fast X, and it was amazing. Fast X? What is, what is That's that? That's the 10th Fast and the Furious oh. movie. Yeah, buddy. Dude, they're still making them? Yep, and yeah, I have a habit of ingesting chemicals and going and seeing it, and it is wonderful to do. They got two, two to go, much. at least. Holy shit. We used to have a Too Fast, Too Furious, Too High group that would go. It started with Fast Five. We started going to them, and then it just got too hard to get everybody's schedules together. So when 10 came out, I was like, fuck it, man. Too Fast. Wow. You could come up with, you could have some really, really dangerous themed nights based on Too Fast, Too Furious, Too Blank. Fill it in for yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, Is Vin Diesel still doing them? He is. Yeah. Well, that's everybody's in it now. Family. Literally, everybody's in it. Ludacris? Helen Mirren's in it. Fucking Gal Gadot, uh, uh, John Cena. Like it's it's wild. Jason Momoa, who I will say, if you're a fashion fan, don't go for the movie. You don't even said. care. Just go to. I'm telling you, purple suit. Yep. Just yeah, go <laughs> see it. So they're just like a paradoxical Marvel Studios at this point. Yep. Where they just get whoever they want. Yep. It's like Damn. a room for a Marvel. It's just a, it's a blank check. I they mean, make money. they all make like hundreds of millions of they dollars. They make money. Incredible. So they just pay everybody. I didn't know that. Mm. Except writers. Uh, uh, well, well, and apparently now actors. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be a real dark 2024. Yeah. Guys. Well, actually, well, you know what? I, I, I learned this a few, well, a few months ago. Uh, we're actually in store for some primo reality television because... <laughs> Back, I, I want to say it was like the late 80s, early 90s when they had a previous uh, <laughs> strike. SAG strike. Everybody was just like sitting yeah. around the table like, what do hey, we do? Like, how do we keep content on? And that's when cops came out for the first time. <laughs> and then right after that, somebody said, what if seven strangers had to move into a house? <laughs> and it was done. It was fucking done. So, you know, things are, I mean, we're just going to get more love is blind, really. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it up. I watch that shit all the time, so. I love trash TV. All right, topic number two. Let's oh, cheers. Yeah. Hey, let's cheers. Yep. Cheers. The straw bizzles in the let's glizzle. Go. And yeah, I don't have an answer to the manic question because uh, I don't have that gene. I think about it a lot. I'm like, I should go see a movie, but I don't. I don't even barely watch movies at home by myself. I like to watch movies with other people. I don't know what it is. I can't like get over the hump for that. I it literally, my brain divides every movie that comes out into, I want to see that with my wife or my friends, or I want to see that alone. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, a, I, lot of, a lot of people are that way. I am, I've just never been that way. Sure. All right. So, Adam, there's a lot of quirk in the cocktail scene currently. Uh, Parm espresso martinis, bagliados, spaghetti, et al. What's a trend you don't expect to last, and what's something you'd like to see catch on? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm culpable of 
one of them, and I don't like I. Garnishing is great, man. It's cool. It's fun. Like, I, well, I guess like. This is like going to be an annoying artistic question. I mean, answer, but if it's authentic to you and you look at that glass and you see something that is truly missing, put it on there. But um, I mean, just the general idea that like I need you to be able to document this thing for it to be worthwhile um, makes me want to do bad things. Um, and you know that that comes from a place of like simplicity. I'm like, with you. I I make a thing and I want to consume that thing. I don't want to have all this shit around it. I um, I'm just a bare bones sort of dude. So I think the I you know uh, the sometimes I look at the lime on my gin and tonic. I'm like ah that's that's too much. Just I'm gonna squeeze it in there and I'm gonna throw that to the to the rats. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would love to, you know, there are other ways to, you know, show people that you give a shit and that you're, you're dedicated to the craft of, like, what you're putting in front of them, uh, whether it's, you know, really thoughtful glassware, whether it's, you know, um, just, a, like, a really perfectly composed cocktail. But I, I just hate garnishes generally, and I want to see them go away. And, you know, Preach. that's coming from the guy who's put a lot of stuff – on on top of the cup himself yeah. um something i would like to see more of i just want to remark really quickly when i was in paris and i went to you know many of the major cocktail bars there practically zero garnish yeah it, it, it just like i don't know it just seems to detract at a certain point like uh, what did i come here for man i came here I to either be in my feelings or to get into your feelings and like if there's something that's breaking that up if there's a moment like when that cocktail hits the table, like if that if there's five minutes, if there's thirty seconds that's eaten up by like, ooh, ah, uh, I need to take a picture of that, or like let's dig deeper into that. Like, uh, I, for me, I will speak for me. Like that, that is detracting from the guest experience, and that is hard for me to wrap my head around. No matter how innovative, no matter how intriguing or eye catching it is, hot takes. Mm. That's my hot take. I don't need people to agree with me, but I'm over here giving like poetry snaps because I'm all about that. I, the thing that always has always bothered me for the the myriad bars that I've worked in is that from from the diviest dive bar to the highest end place that I worked, there is a ton of devotion to making sure that the drinks taste right and that everything is good in there. But there is almost zero quality control in garnishes, mm. and I just feel like it's it's gross. Like, we're just going to put, like, toys that came out of a box that haven't been washed in something. (laughs) Or, like, decrepit, slightly browning pineapple leaves that, like, Mm -hmm. who knows how many hands those have touched. Yeah. You know, like, that's, it just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as somebody who works in visual communications, I certainly see your position. I think it can be done more thoughtfully, perhaps more gracefully, but also kind of want the drink to look fun too but i like when it's a multitasker i like if there's practicality like the tomato raspberry drink i got Mm. at lucinda cat had Mm. like tomato dust on it 
and you can lick that shit. Right. Yeah. It looks beautiful, and it makes the drink taste different. But see, that's interactive, and I'm. Sure. I guess I wouldn't say that. Oh, I'm talking about like the foo foo random shit. Like I get it. Little troll doll. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging yeah. off the side. I smoking a cigarette. All I'm picturing <laughs> it was uh, Chino Latino in Asia. Two oh, yeah. sort of cocktaily, sort of fun bar places. They all there are all these little plastic toys that you had to put on everything. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, those are coming out of a massive box that was, they were just loose in a box that came on a ship from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then they got heaped into a bucket and then they got put in a little cup and then they got put in your drink. And I never saw any of those getting washed. And it always <laughs> bothered me. I'm like, you know, I'm going to take fucking six minutes to make your drink. And then I'm just going to be like, bloop, here's random toys from somewhere on earth. Like, and that's why I have microplastics in my blood. See? <laughs> I Thanks, Asia. Some, <laughs> the restaurant, Asia. Yeah. The restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asia. Jesus. <laughs> it got dark for a second. <laughs> got, yeah. I'm clarifying. He's talking about a restaurant called Asia. <laughs> yes. Yes. A-Z-I-A. Oh, man. Yeah. I, um, all right. So I don't know. I don't know if this counts for what you were saying, but. I no, but hold up, Adam. Oh. Did you say the part you would like to see more of? Did oh, you? no, you're right. No, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. We can go around. Yeah, we go around the bend. We can keep on talking about the subject because, like, it's. I mean, unless you don't have anything. No, no, no. Sorry, I. No, we should. We should have you talk about what you are looking forward to. Um, I look forward to, uh, and you know this. Shout out to Robert Simonson. Simonson. I. I don't know. I never really met the guy, but. Uh, he has the book Three Ingredient Cocktail, and mm. I, 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 that is that is my goal, <laughs> moving forward. And anything cocktail related, I do. It's like, can I get it to two, or three ingredients? Yeah. I don't want anything else in there. Um, and you know, I think like further integrating like all of the 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 the, the aspects of like drinking culture. Or just like the, the three tiers of drinking. You have fermentation, maceration, and distillation. You have, a, you have a beer and a wine that you distilled from like a single uh, grain or fruit or mm-hmm. sugar source. And you have a distillate of that particular fermentation. And then you have a maceration. And that's probably like the craziest you're going to get. Because you have this thing that you infuse with however many things you choose to you know throw in there but like that's the craziest you really get if you just look at the the skeleton of alcohol and cocktails and all that and i love expressiveness and you know i think as we all get older it's like let's just get naked in front of each other stop stop trying to show me something that you're not mm-hmm. don't show me what you want me what you think i want to see like Give me the essence of the thing. And with two things, with three things, there ain't nothing to hide behind. You either got shit or you got something good. Totally. And, you know, that's why, you know, I, I, I think people um, think I'm joking when I say, like, I love the gin and tonic because there ain't nothing to hide behind. You either got good gin and you understand what the point of the tonic is, like, interplaying with in there, or you got fucking, like, Kharkov gin and I, I, I don't I don't know what tonic I wouldn't want to drink, but right. um, that then puts the onus on, you know, people producing the things in the bottle to have some integrity. Um, and 
then we can start getting rid of some of this riffraff. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I and I'm, I, I'm not going. Um, I one of the things I love about Danny is his uh, dedication to optimism, uh, optimizing, and streamlining, and like we have to think about what we're doing in this industry and like refine it because like the way that most of these restaurants and bars work do not contribute positively to the bottom line. Agreed. That is that is that is a fact. That is a fact and we have to make it smarter. And that does not mean compromising, it doesn't mean dumbing it down. It means looking at our resources and how do we deploy them better and uh, how do we do more with less. So I want a cocktail where I take three bottles and all of which are fucking delicious. I scoop and I poop them into a Cambro, I put them together and I don't feel bad about serving somebody that thing because I know that where it came from and the end result of it is packed with flavor. It is expressive. It knows what it is. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to serve you some jungle juice. Don't get me wrong. There is a time for turning shit into gold. There is. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the integrity of the restaurant and the bar and making our space viable for us as well as a really warm inviting fun exciting place to go for a guest like i can't work so hard man i can't work so hard i can't spend a month coming up with a cocktail that does not make sense doesn't make sense dog um but that you know again i'm i'm, I'm kicking some responsibility over to some other people too um, so I guess the short answer is I, I'm, I'm looking forward to two and three ingredient cocktails. I love that because we, this has been a recurring subject on the podcast or at least a recurring theme that like when like self-confidence and self-awareness meet, like, and you reach a certain level of, you know, um, not mastery, but like seniority and whatever your craft is, you start to become comfortable kind of like cutting away the excess mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need a nine ingredient dish or or cocktail and yes of course there is a place for the the madness of like you know the meal i had at alchemist but then similarly there's a place for a bowl of air quote soup that i had at noma which was literally clarified heirloom tomato water with flower petals all over it that was the whole fuck that was the dish yep. here's the dish Clarified heirloom tomato water with flower petals on it. That's the whole dish. And it was one guy's whole ass job to go to the flower field and pick out the exact perfect flowers and then to come back and pick off the perfect petals because it was just like, this is what this dish is. That's all it needs to be. And the people either will understand or they shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's something that I think is important to all of us here in this room is like, because... I absolutely agree. And actually, you know, spoiler alert for when I speak to my topic, it's one of the reasons I love Dante in New York City so much. Oh, yeah. If you ask them what's in your Negroni, they're like, you don't know how to make a Negroni? <laughs> it's a Negroni. It didn't, it, no. <laughs> Our Negroni is a Negroni. Yeah. Why does it taste good? Because you're at Dante, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, um, I don't know. That, well, I don't know if this counts. The thing that I kept coming back to yeah. when I read this question was uh, we have gotten away from, like, water service going along with a cocktail. And it, like, it really, like, bothers me. 
this is in California, man. Like we we yeah. I mean, like yes, generally speaking, we need to be conscious about our water. But like mm. anywhere you go, you just get fucking water, right? It's crazy. Like yeah. if I'm sitting at the bar and I'm trying to figure out what drink I'm going to order, I don't like that it's become common again for the bartender to just walk away. Like, especially when it's 90 degrees out, mm. maybe hit somebody with a water. Like, if I just came in and, it, like, I'm clearly, like, a little sweaty, like, doesn't that, but you have to, like, raise your hand. Like, would it be possible to get a glass of water? Like, fine. Dude, fill it, go. It's so uncommon that there's a beautiful cafe in Northeast Minneapolis called Briar Bar. Yep. No matter what you order, it's a cafe. I'm there drinking fucking coffee. They bring you a nice tall glass of water. It's that's, a cafe. That's wonderful. But I was so confused when they started doing that. I was like, is this because I got, the first time it happened, I was like, is this because I got an um, iced Americano and espresso sometimes comes with, so I jumped, Some, like, I jumped like nine steps yeah. on the Monopoly board. So is it like they don't have soda water or seltzer, so they brought me still water with my espresso with water? Because I couldn't, nope. my brain couldn't fathom this. Someone's like, have some water. Just it's have some day. water. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I've, I, like you, do you understand what I'm saying? Adam? Well, like, I, yeah, I think we got to, we got, we, we got to call out our, our boy Paul Hennessy here on this because like he, he instilled this in me, but like it is the ultimate form of hospitality because the second that you get anything, mm-hmm. the second that I receive anything, whether it's a bowl of nuts, whether it's a cocktail, whether it's a, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a dish or whether it is water that is then a signal it is a trigger that hey this is my space and I there is nowhere else I'm supposed to be this person gave me license to be here and they might have a second where they need to like go do some other stuff but I know I'm taken care of and like you do yourself a disservice as a person in the industry if you don't do that Yep. Because then, yeah. guess what? I can walk out and I don't feel bad because I don't have anything. This right. isn't my space. I, 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 you are correct in that. And I don't know that that's always the, the vibe in my head, but now that you say that, that's absolutely how I feel. For me, it was just all my years behind a bar. It was the flip side of like, I am acknowledging that I care about you and I want to give you something. Yeah. While you're deciding what you want, I'm giving you a thing that doesn't, I mean, really of course a little bit they pay for water but like in essence this is a free thing i just want to give it to you so that you have something so that while you're choosing your drink you're not choosing it because you are so thirsty you need something i want you to choose something that you want to put in your mouth and that to me is an important thing for somebody to say especially when it's stranger to stranger you know like i I don't know what your deal is. You don't know what my deal is, but I want you to know that you're in my house and here you are. And this is a thing. So we've started this as the first thing that you got was something that maybe you didn't even want or didn't order, but you have it there. And if you're going to have a couple drinks, eventually you're going to hit that water because it's also good for you. I am eventually serving you poison. And this is a slight antidote to said poison. And I would also like to give you that because I care about you as a human. And I care about me because I don't want to deal with you. Right. You haven't had any water. <laughs> yeah. He's been chugging sugar yeah. and spirits. Right, yeah. So that, like, to me, I just wish, I, I, I understand that there's so many things that we are in the process of trying to fix in the service industry, but that is such an easy bit of hospitality. And even if you're, like, not the first to serve it, like, please don't roll your eyes when someone asks for it. Like, that just seems wild to me. Oh, And that's wow. been, this year, I've seen that a lot. 
And it just is like, come on, man. But to your point, I hadn't really thought about it. I will give uh, multiple guests of the podcast Paul Hennessy credit because even if you're just hanging out at his house or getting into the sauna, he still comes out with carafes of water filled up so that you can fill your own glass whenever you yeah. want, which is a nice thing. Like when you're at somebody's house, that's kind of rad. But if, if uh, technically that's not a cocktail, but it is a part of bar service. Yeah, so I don't I know if that you. speaks to the topic, but for me, that was the most important thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll be a little more literal about this. I'll also answer my own question because the first cocktail I remarked upon was the espresso martini. Don't care for them. It's your mouth if you love them. That's cool. I don't think they're here to stay. Uh, Drinks International discovered through their independent survey that last year it was the number four most popular cocktail in the world, which I was surprised to hear, but also somewhat unsurprised. Uh, I don't, I just, that's not like a marketing purview. I don't think they have much staying power. Things I'd like to see more of. I mean, (laughs) it was a year ago now that I was like, where are my Giribaldi's at? Yeah. And also that kind of speaks to the almost no ingredient cocktail because it's a two ingredient cocktail. You just need that fluffy OJ and Campari and you have this beautiful brunch drink. That's like, that's my favorite brunch drink. I want to see more of them before I was saying, I think we're going to see more of them and that didn't really happen. So where are my Giribaldi's? I would like to see them. And in that same vein, like manga, manga nada right now is like a big thing. You're just seeing them non-alcoholic, but you know, throw a little mezcal on that motherfucker. And then uh, limonada. I was just talking to Kwame about this. Limonada is a Brazilian drink where you take whole limes and you scrub them and you chop them up and throw them in a blender with um, some sugar and some sweetened condensed milk and water and then just blast the fuck out of it. It ends up getting a foamy head and it's kind of this like nuclear green cloudy color and it's a super refreshing summery drink that is very popular in Brazil. I want that with, with or without some boozes in it, mm-hmm. put some rum in there, some, some tequila. Let's go. I just realized when you were talking, I didn't answer the first part of the question, which was what uh, do you want to see go away? And I'll just make this yes. really quick. Uh, yeah. yeah. Middling at best old fashions. I think it's uh, great that everybody can get an old yeah. fashioned anywhere they go right now. Mm-hmm. But holy fuck, if you're charging 15 or $20 for a cocktail, do not make it with some bullshit. I am, I am mortified at what I am seeing. Because, like, basically people are like, oh, they'll pay this much. Now let's just strip it out of anything good. And I am mortified when I go into some restaurants and I watch somebody order an old-fashioned and I see what the the proportions of what goes in there are. And I I just – it happens to everything that gets wildly popular. I'm sure there are purists from every era that could tell me a cocktail that did that. But I've watched the rise and now cresting of old fashions. And I – I wince every Never time. Never cocktail in the world. Yep. I wince every time I see somebody order one. Never once one. Shit. I got. I okay. Let's 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 have some healthy discourse about this because I, I like I I'm apathetic. Mm-hmm. I am 100 percent apathetic to the old fashioned. Just don't if it if it stays cool if it goes yeah, fine. I'm with uh, you. I, I understand your point of the middling old fashioned and uh, you know uh, monetizing it and exploiting it. Um, and you know, I, I've had to have conversations with myself and we're, we're, we're now taking this outside of the cocktail itself, but let's talk about like our, the the industry and, you know, um, especially when we're talking about the cocktail, I mean, we, we, we can talk about it in terms of food, but like there are 
the bar particularly subsidizes so many high food costs and just food costs in general and the margins are easy it's lower labor and you know you find that i it's it is by no stretch a magic bullet but like you find something like that and you're like oh this is something that like keeps can can help pay the bills so to speak and helps keep the lights on and like the I, the moral quandary of like where do we lie on that because mm-hmm. there, yeah, there are a lot of other places to have like creativity and self-expression and like we can always call for like a different kind of old-fashioned and like I, I i wrestle with like should we just again turning shit into gold and like yeah i know i can turn charge 20 bucks for that like where does that where does that line fall that that's an honest question i'm not like i I, i'm not arguing but i i'm just opening the floor to like we got it it is hard we've lost so much so like where where can we like find places to like wedge a gap and like fill the holes well maybe i'll say this if i can kind of speak to you i think where kwam is coming from and he can speak himself after that but if there's a menu if there if there's a cocktail program that seems to like be putting at least some effort into yeah. the rest of the program and then the the old fashioned is just you know angostura and white label beam then you're like you guys just kind of mm-hmm. mailed that one in, huh? <laughs> so I can kind of see that if you're in search of something, uh, an experience that is like something that can like kind of pique your interest and you enter a bar and say you like old fashions, but they're like, well, we don't have anything for you. We just got like the old fashioned. I can see how that can cause disappointment for some people. Similarly, I don't, I don't really care about old fashions, but once in a while you see one with like fat washing or something and you're like, that is really interesting. But of course that is expensive to produce so i also see your point but if you go somewhere that has like a really thoughtful interesting perhaps esoteric concept and then they just say like and then there's your old-fashioned and you're like well fuck all right i yes and i am honestly even if it's a straight up the exact historical recipe i'm i don't have any problem with that Mm -hmm. there's two things that that i i get mad about one of them is when the menu says something like a premium blend of American whiskeys. And then you talk to the bartender and they have that bashful look and they're like, I mean, it's just like rail whiskey. And then they throw a dash of like Buffalo trace in there so they can say that it's premium. That, that bothers me. But I also know that that's a bigger cancer than just old fashions. That's a thing that just happens. The thing that really drives me crazy. And I've seen this twice in 2023 is I've watched bartenders straight up do equal parts, simple syrup and whiskey and then just throw a maraschino cherry in it, and then I open up the cocktail menu as I watch that, and I looked, and the last one, it was $17 plus tax. And I was like, I, and I, I was nosy enough that I literally sat at the bar and I watched it go out, and the, they all cheers, took a sip, like, nope, I'm good with it. Because we've also allowed people to understand that, like, or to not even understand what the cocktail is supposed to be. You know? Like a lot of people that say they love old fashions really just love super sugary whiskey yeah you know it's like the it's the whiskey version of sweet tea and okay if that's what you want but i would really love to make you a proper old-fashioned and give that to you and then tell me which one you like because if you just wants the sweet tea i got the sweet tea for you but i don't like anytime that we we infiltrate education with 
profit greed, it bothers me mm-hmm. because what you end up doing is you teach an entire generation of people the wrong thing and then they keep trying to demand that. And yep. it, it kind of takes away from, from the craft of what this thing was supposed to be. Of course. So that's, I, that's what drives me crazy. So Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, to be fair, or to be clear, the last old-fashioned that I came up with was frankly more work than I want to put into old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you guess, guess what? There's this really cool thing called batching now. Yep. So, like, you mm. don't have to put that. You, don't, you have to put no work into that. You pour four things into a Cambro, you put it into a bottle, and when somebody orders it, there is a properly made one that is scoopy poopy. You scoop it and you I'm going to have that fucking Kanye song in my head for the rest of the Which day. One? Poopity scoop. Scoop de poop. Poopity scoop. <laughs> Dude, that's going to break my brain. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Bird in Copenhagen. Like, they fucking, everything is pre-batched. It is, it's a brilliant cocktail program. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm glad to hear that they're still going because I, well, I was in there like a little bit like in the middle towards the back end of the pandemic. And I was like, God, you guys are cool. I hope you can like hold on to this. But like they yep. did a pretty good job of like not having to like do the close open, close open. Yeah. They're cool. Check them out. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers it up. Cheers. Cheers. Strawberry right. smash. Another pro- plausible scenario for you. Mm. Adam. Yeah. You got carte blanche for an entire day at an amusement park. <gasps> what are you doing? Are you going, what ride are you going to first? And what are you doing the whole day? Are you hitting the same ride? Are you doing a little bit of everything? Do you got, you can, you can hit the concession stands. Like what do you, what, what, what's the jam there? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I've only been to one amusement park that I can think of. I'm trying to, I mean, like, I'm going to defer to you guys first and popcorn so I can, like, form a more well-rounded answer because I'm scared of giving some bullshit. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Popcorn. Charles? Charles, yep. You want to set the scene for me a little bit here? Sure. Like, am I with anybody else? You could, It's up to you, man. Okay. Everything's working. You're all questions. good. You don't have to deal with anybody or points or like do i have enough buttons on my thing like you can just whoever you want there and whatever you want to do it's a fairly fantastical scenario so the other thing i have to contemplate is how shitty is my neck is it as shitty as it is right now oh (laughs) can we can we hold on can we genie sprinkles that neck Ooh, sprinkle the neck yeah okay so if somehow uh because i found out okay little sidebar i found out a couple years ago at the minnesota state fair greatest state fair in the United States. Fuck you, Texas. Everybody knows it, including Texas. Uh, I went on, as I want to do, late night, the Saturday night, because I usually go multiple days. Saturday, I like to go bell to bell, 12 to 12, hang out all day, eat way too much food, walk around, people watch, you know, check out some animals, fucking throw some darts, whatever, uh, meet a bunch of people. And in the evening, when I'm nice and drunk and full of food, I like to go on the rides with my friends and try to make them throw up. (laughs) and i found out two years ago that man my shitty neck has got to the point where it's like i mean i always talk about my shitty neck on the show and it's just like the the cranky thing that i complain about day to day i can do anything i just end up getting kind of fucky a couple days later if i do the wrong thing 
and it turned out on that trip that going on the crazy ass rides when I had a lot of alcohol in my system resulted in me having a week of fucking agony like two days later for seven days Ugh. my neck was just fucked and I looked at Marnie and I said man I hate I hate this but I think I gotta retire from the crazy ass rides that I absolutely adore going on so the answer for me is if I had a magically cured neck for this evening you know the robots maybe zip zap me with some kind of baton and I'm like oh I'm healed I would do nothing but go on crazy fucking rides all night. I would, yeah. I would spend the evening going on, you know, and it's not always like the roller, roller coasters to me are not the crazy rides. The crazy rides are the ones where it's like this singular axis is holding these three different cars that turn on like eight different axes. And my favorite thing about that is not just riding on it myself. My favorite thing is when your friend is on the next set of them and as you're spinning around, you can see them trying not to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one year, my brother and I were on one such ride at the fair. And the next set over, uh, our friend Allgood, real last name, Andy Allgood, and my friend Sarah were on another set of the cars. So for some reason, the cars that JP and I, my brother, were in, we had this like exact point where we weren't spinning. Because, you know, sometimes it just catches on a certain yep. point. Well, they, however, were at a the certain point where they were spinning <laughs> wildly. And every rotation that they made, I laughed harder than her. I had tears. Like, tears are, like, probably hitting people in the face that were watching us <laughs> from the sidelines. Because <laughs> I could not stop laughing because I was waiting for it to end. And they just kept propelling at faster and faster revolutions. That was, like, my favorite ride of my life. But that's part of the reason I love it is I, like seeing people's reactions and like either laughing or like gripping their tummy. So that would be my, my answers. I would want for there to be other people, of course, of course, and to go on like all kinds of crazy rising to try to make all good throw up specifically. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right. Do you want me to go too, or do you want to I think, no, I think you can pop on back to me. All right. Um, I go for it. have to take an Eric Cartman approach to this. Ooh. Um, I'm, Buying the amusement park. Yes. For the day. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Fuck go. You, Kyle, you cannot come in. <laughs> this is my amusement park. Please tell me that Paul Hennessy is your Kyle. <laughs> no, 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 no. If there is anybody that is allowed in there, Paul Hennessy is the one that is. No, hey, man, the boy needs belly laughs. And oh, I know. Nobody gives them like <laughs> pH. Yep. Poppy P. Um, so he, he is allowed. Nobody else. Go get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, PSA, drugs are bad, kids. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm finding Allegedly. the gnarliest roller coaster. Yes. And like, ugh. I'm sorry. I'm taking, I'm taking a little puff of that DMT pen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm fully diving into the metaverse. I love that that ten minute roller coaster ride. Yup, yup. That's that's all I need. I love that. And um, shout out to Eva Norton when you asked me that question. Uh, I, I there's no universe where you're watching this. I doubt, but uh, she was uh, the very first girl that I kissed, um, and I will remember because uh, we went to the amusement park on that date, our first date, 
and um, we went on the whirly whirl, whatever that you know, just like spins you around in circles. And guess what? Your boy threw up after that, and Ooh. I don't think she knew that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and she was honestly to this day probably the sweetest person I've ever uh-huh. gone on a date with. So, uh, if you're out there, uh, bless you. Can I ask? The kiss was after. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, Shania. Yeah, yeah, plead the fifth, bro. Shania, hit the I mean, like, I, I wouldn't. I got one of them ices, the strawberry ices, bro. Let's go, girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish Sips missed with around. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get that strawberry That's smash. Right. I got you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> That 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 is my experience. and like it, this is a quickie. This like this experience, like carte blanche. Like I don't need a lot of time. Yep. I need like three, four rides. I'm gonna go on each of, one of them a couple times. Um, I mean, you can't hit the pen that many times. Um, you get like one or two. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like and it, you're by yourself. Like this, like this is a cathartic experience. I just want to feel the adrenaline. And be done. Because, like, you can only peak so many times on the wild thing until you've just become normalized. So Dude, absolutely. I yeah. read the thing today about the guy that has gone on the roller coaster at Valley Fair. Renegade Mike. Renegade Mike. 22-something thousand times. 22 Why? No. Renegade Mike, if you listen to the show. Why? I have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so I fought. Funny. I fought. I to do the math on that. He's been doing it yeah. since 2007. And I fought with my thumb about clicking on the interview, and I just couldn't bring myself to listen to that because that seems like such an ungodly waste of money and time. <laughs> but yeah, I you mean, had to pay to listen to him talk about it? No, no I just didn't want to click play. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, play. Uh, play. Yeah, 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 I just read, like, the thing about, like, yeah. the headline, in effect, that said, um, well, it was like, well, it wasn't like a video of him, like, going on the ride and talking about it. I don't know. I didn't click on like, the video. Come with me and check out the Renegade. And, I was, and it said, like, 22,497. Yeah. And it's not I'm even like, the best roller coaster what? there. I was like, dude, come on. Have they, add, have they added new ones on lately? Yeah. There's a couple new ones. Okay. It's I rad. I think there's like a, a type of hobbyist that tries to, like, do something like that as many times as anybody's ever done it. So I think it's kind of like. Like Does this book of sad records jerking off count? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Who's recording? <laughs> Can I self-report? <laughs> yeah, I, that's a that's a big Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> What's your metric, sir? <laughs> My data bill is substantial. So <laughs> oh, sorry, mom. When you listen to this, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Could I could I add a cheers in? Well, yeah. no, I can't. That that wouldn't be a fair question. I'll wait till after. Will you tilt oh, that no, mic? No, okay. the, well, here, hold on. You just the tap the mic down a little bit. Will you just turn it up toward? There you go. Uh, let me reframe the question. Um, so you've done ninety three of these? Yes. Okay. Mm. And I'm scared to ask this question because I feel like I'm not going to get the answer that I want. Uh, cheers. Huh? Uh, on the naughty scale, where do I fall? Not. Not even. Okay, so you're saying I have work to do. Yeah, work yeah, to do. Okay, cool. And I, I'm we have, we have some pretty high benchmarks. Listen to the Steve and AJ yeah, exactly. Okay, no, 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 no. Shout home. out to the homie Steven. I'm, like, I get self, I'm getting self-conscious at times. No. I'm like, okay, no. cool. So, like, 
No, Great. we 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 had a five minute digression about if you could fit a whole titty in a mouth with Stephen here. So. Oh my god! Oh, he, okay, he basically yeah. He just he just started whole saying episode was titties and farts. Titties. titties. So I'm gonna put the Nas on right now. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying? Hit that. Uh, oh Punch there some, it. There's some benchmarkers that are like okay, some people that I know, so I can be like, oh, okay, like that's that's what I need to be like. I mean, we, we've got off the, I mean, we, we had a, a story that involved a sack of loose ribs and two different knives from Paul Hennessy. I mean, we got all kinds yeah. of shit that's okay. happened. Okay, so Paul's been on here, so yeah. that's, that's yeah. all I two need and to half, know. Two and a half time guests. Yep. Okay. Two and a half time guests. Uh, for me, two, two and a half time I actually, I love that you kind of joined me on this. Uh, Adam. Adam, because, well, I was going to get to that, <laughs> because I was going to say, Adam with the DMT and yeah. me with the psilocybin. I think we could actually have a pretty fun discussion. Great at the amusement park together. Well, so uh, I've 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 I, I enjoy uh, all things THC, and I've been to amusement parks plenty of times. Stone. I have never brought psilocybin with to an amusement park, and I think that would be kind of a wonderful experience. So the first thing I'd want to do is invite. Good homie uh, to both of us, but Mr. Abe Popowitz, who is hilariously afraid of heights, but will go on rides with me if I'll hold his hand. And it is my favorite thing on earth because he absolutely shrill screams the entire time and just white knuckles my hand and I laugh. What you get out of watching somebody trying not to throw up, yeah. I get out of torturing my friend with heights <laughs> as he's like white knuckling my yeah. hand. Because from far away, we kind of look like father and son. Uh, like yeah. he, he is almost a foot shorter than me and like he's in shape. So I am all like he wouldn't even get close to the walls if he had to walk through <laughs> my cutout. So us holding hands from far away, it just looks like I'm a caring dad. But really, it's just because I absolutely love listening to him go, ah, 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 the oh whole time. God. And then we get off and he's like, thanks, that was awesome. And then we go to the next oh, one, it's yeah. the same thing all over again. So I would for sure do the, the Tower of Power, whatever they call it in your town, where they do, they'd raise you up high and then they don't tell you when they're going to drop you and then they drop yeah, you. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. It's my, like, that's the only thing that kind of freaks me out, but I love that adrenaline rush. Like, it's like anything that I, I think about the one that drops one time or the one that kind of spins around multiple times. No, no, no. no the one no. that goes straight down. Oh, okay. And then it kind of bounces on hydraulics and I, lands. It yeah. must be the time of year, but I saw another video today of uh, a young lady on one of the rides that goes, like, I think it's the one that swings around like an axe. And before the ride takes off, she's, like, sticking her tongue out doing the peace sign and, like, yeah. you know, getting herself real hyped up. And it was one of those videos where she passed out and woke up, like, oh, those are <laughs> like great times. Like, out, she was, she was the on, human, off, on, off. The like human the version of fainting goats is fascinating <laughs> to me. Like, I don't understand that. But oh I would, God. I lo I just really enjoy that. I like the feeling of being powerless. <laughs> like that kind of is like, all right, what's gonna happen? I don't know when they're gonna let us go. Like that, when like, you were in my yard last weekend and you almost fell out of the yes, car. yes, you're just floating. I literally, <laughs> I I matrixed myself on Charles's patio chair. I went into bullet time with my hands going backwards. You're floating right above the ground. Absolutely. Like somehow, and then the I just sat right back up. <laughs> like I came back up like Undertaker. It was I yeah. I, I sat up like you wake up, Charles. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love that feeling of like you know your body's going to go through something crazy but you have no idea when they're going to pull the trigger. I love any uh, ride that does that. The little slingshot thingies that they do at the state fair, yeah. all that. I'm yeah. in. It's so great. I love that. It's so much fun. So I would do that and then I would go to a roller coaster and uh do a few full roller coaster rides and then I'm I'm about that water park. 
I I know the germaphobe or the not I'm not the a lazy river though man so, come on yeah. and like you get a little hot we're just gonna roll it in there and I mean, then we're gonna jump back up on the tube disgusting things that happen yeah. in our lives like I mean, think about everything you grab in your life like come yeah. on so I I'm a huge fan my front teeth were knocked out for the first time on a water slide Ooh. and so every water slide ride now is revenge for me because like fuck <laughs> you you took my teeth I'm gonna take yeah. your fun and so I do them constantly I have. Maybe been kicked out of hotels that have water parks in them multiple times because we didn't stay there. We just broke in and went on the water slides. It's fine. I, I love that. And then go get some beers. If there's still an arcade there, I don't know if there is at any of the amusement park or the only amusement park here, but usually there's an arcade. Yeah, that used to be. Crush some beers. Have a, a dog and maybe like a funnel cake or something. And then go back and do the nighttime version of all that because I really do enjoy at night when you're all the way up there, usually you can just see for miles. Like if you're at the top of the, the Tower of Power, whatever the hell they call it, or in, at the top of the hill at any of the, the roller coasters, when... Or like the mega giant um, Ferris wheel at the state. Yeah, Water. all of those. Gigant. It's huge. The only so time that I will fight for the front car or wait for the front car on a roller coaster is when we're getting near sundown. Because the front car gets the most time sitting at the top, like uh, before it crests yeah. over. And that is one of my favorite feelings. I've talked about on the show before how when the lights go off before everybody starts cheering at a concert, there's that little one moment of silence. Mm. You get that at the top of a hill of a roller coaster too, where it's not mm. crazy loud. It's just like a little clack, clack, clack. And you hear the hum of people talking behind you. And uh. you'll hear somebody like hold, like, like hold their breath because like, oh, here we go. But they always do it too soon. Because you still have a ways to go going over. I love that moment of stillness before just in chaos. Mm. That shit is my jam. And I think that would be really fun to do with, like, just your group of friends. Yeah. Like, agree to meet up at a couple places and whatever. But that would be, that would be very fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing psilocybin, Adam's doing DMT, and I'm fucking hammered. But you got robot shocked <laughs> into a perfect neck. So we're all on... Yeah different things that allegedly we don't do so we're good and abe screaming and all good's about to throw up a dozen oh that would be i i you need to hear abe scream charles and yeah. i need to see all good's face yeah because i need to see Whoops. totos buenos about to fucking go <laughs> <laughs> all right cheers y'all cheers <laughs> all right i'm up Ooh. Here we go. Stabbing number four. Okay, Adam, what's the food on the picnic table that you cannot stop eating, even if it sucks? You just keep snacking on it till it gets taken away. Ooh. Mmm. <laughs> God damn. Well, he's thinking for one second. I just have to clarify. Does yeah. this involve hot food, too? Anything. Or, okay. Right. And, like, the picnic is just kind of circumstantial to the time that we're in right now, but it could be, like, a Super Bowl party, whatever. Like, cool. just like a cool, – cool. it's potluck style. There's yeah. a bunch of food. And a lot of it – you know, some of it can be good, but a lot of it sucks. Of course. And so it's kind of like – remember when we talked about seven-liter dip? And yep. I was like, why do I always eat that when nope. it's on a table and yep. I can't stop eating it when it's just garbage? It's totally. not good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's watermelon and, like – Cause it's like an emotional experience, and not not in like. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you cut a watermelon, and like there's just like shit 
happening? Like, like I, how much of that? Like, like 70% of that shit's literally water. Yep. Yeah. And I, I wish I could see from like a microscope the life cycle of a watermelon and the transfer of water, the concentration of the sugar and mm. how that's all happening. Mm. Cause then you cut it open and no matter like how perfect it all looks and you like cut off all the fucking rinds and shit, like, and then you lay it out, the water starts to like poop out and every bite is just, um, you're, you're, you're Okay much to the like the the whole roller coaster thing yeah. you're like waiting in anticipation and like one time that water i mean that 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 ride might hit yep and then the other time you're just like you're just sitting there bored <laughs> yeah. and i kind of feel that way with watermelon yeah like sometimes you get that bite you're like <laughs> and then other times you know you're just already before you even swallow that piece. You're already on to the next one. You're like rummaging around. Like I got my dirty, grimy fingers up in that shit. The same way I look for the perfect French fry. Like, oh, that looks like my one. Let me get it. Let me get that one, girl. Um, it's a thing I can't stop eating, and like, it, it it's filling, but it's it's not fit. It's expanding. Yeah. So like, I'm there, and like, like my lager. Yeah, like my stomach <laughs> is twice its size, but I'm like. Cut up another melon, man. Yeah. Do it I again. More. Um, yeah. Daddy's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Need a tasty little treat. Give me some of that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's my thing. Like I don't need nothing on it. Like I don't need my I don't need my melon with prosciutto. I don't need you to salt that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you got some Tupperware. Throw that shit in there. Let me watch that juice drop out the bottom, man. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I, I'll be like, I've come home from work and I sat on the couch, like dark. It's just dark. TV's not on, and I'm just like, I'm going, just smash going. Like, what? There's no point. You're just going. It's just like a place. It, you know, it's like you're Drake. <laughs> you're just like in your emotions, man. I'm so fuck. I'm so sorry. I said that to all my lights can do that. There. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You used to you cut me up some melon. No, 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 no. Just nothing doing the one dance to watermelon. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> I, here's my favorite part about watermelon. And I, are you a shrub person, Adam? Uh, no, I, I do not get down with the shrub personally. Okay. Um, but, you know, like I, I understand its merits. I really love, uh, like, acid, acidic things. I love vinegary things. Yeah. My favorite thing about, like, getting a watermelon when it's just Jenny and I is that whatever we don't eat just turns into a shrub. Oh. And then I have that preserved for the next two or three weeks. Right. And then I just do that in soda water. And mm. it's awesome because the watermelon just sort of lingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that when it sense. comes to my food, mac and motherfucking cheese. Because okay. it is almost always god-awful. Unless yeah. <laughs> I made it, one of my friends made it, or somebody's auntie made it, it's garbage. Also, it it's not fresh out the oven nope. usually by the time you get it off the table. Nope, it table. is congealed. <laughs> yeah. It cuts in squares. Yeah. I cannot, I will, do, I will do whatever wizardry with condiments I need to to make sure that I have that shit sauced appropriately so it is edible. And if that means I'm drowning it in Tapatio, I'm drowning it in Tapatio. If that means I have to get some other meats and then like scoop it up with the meat, I'm doing that. 
but I have a problem with macaroni and cheese because as hot, it is one food. As cold, it is a separate and distinctly different food. But He's not wrong. I will eat both of them collectively, period. And the worse it is, that just means the more work I got to do to doctor it. And sometimes that is frustrating, but yet I appreciate the challenge. That is one of those foods that even when it's terrible, it's edible. 100%. Like the worst mac and cheese is still edible. I thought it was edible, but you bring up a good point about, you know, just like the sauce. Yep. Because, like, that is, like, I feel like, well, I, uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, it's fucking French, but, like, all food is predicated on the sauce. We made the fucking ketchup packet because we needed the sauce. The sauce. That's real. It, yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and kick them on soy sauce, like, whatever. Like, look. Travel sauce. Yep. And I've, the, macaroni and cheese without the um, appropriate and right type of cheese like what, the, what do you you're eating you're eating pasta correct but as a kid i think who, the salt is key that's it salt is the only distinguisher yeah, is key. like because it can be bad cheese fine Velveeta or whatever but as long as the salt content's there and like sure give me some pepper too or like some hot sauce but if the salt content is right i will i'll eat mac and cheese if it sucks how charles actually with a Velveeta comment so i yeah. I make one-fourth of my cheese blend is Velveeta. Would that, mm-hmm. where would that land for you? Because I'm you actually, mean? so like I'll do a, like three actual, like I'm shredding the cheeses, and then the yeah. fourth part of it is straight up cubed Velveeta. Are you asking if I will eat it? I'm asking, w- would you like that? Yeah, dog, I put fucking American cheese on my smashies, so. Totally. I, I do think they're slightly different, but yes. Yeah, I know, but I, you know, it's, it's a cheese product. Yeah, just, just want to ask all, that. Nebulously, it's, you know, it's like different versions of cheese product. But I, I will, like, and I will, I have cycled through every other food on a picnic table to see what I could use to make that edible. And there yeah. are wild combinations that actually work pretty well. You kinda, you're kind of sniping me, but in a different way. Okay. You'll find out. All right. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, what I love is that we're trying to get to that salinity. We're trying to get to some sort of flavor. Salinity so, now. Salinity now. So whatever I need to do, I'll find a way to Frankenstein's monster the whole table into getting this macaroni and cheese to taste like I want because I want to fucking carb the fuck out. Like I love, like most of the time, I'm just crushing either meats or fruits at a picnic. Maybe yeah. we got some hummus and we're doing veggies. I'll crush all of that. Calories but don't count at the picnic. When it's time That's to throw down, when like that <laughs> mac and cheese, the top comes off of it, I'm going to take a giant chunk of that and I'm going to make it taste good. And I actually think it's kind of a fun game of like, how do I make this edible? Yeah. And sometimes people surprise you and you're like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. Let's move this away from everyone so they don't know. But most of the time it's got awful. Mm. I mean, it's, have you tried mac and crack before? What is mac and crack? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you ever smoke those noodles though? <laughs> shit, free base that shit, homie. No, dude, you oh know that Vel- you know Velveeta would bubble with a lighter. You know it would. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Chris Rock will just show up looking like Pookie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, I, I mean. <laughs> If there was a way to get me into crack, it would be through macaroni and cheese. <laughs> that's why I bring it up. You yeah. know, I just I thought you were saying crack ones, and I was gonna say I'll eat that right, right now. That, that's why I looked at you all I'll excited because right I was like, now. bro, are we just doing cracklins in mac and cheese? Because cracklin cheese sounds real good. Yeah. I'm in. 
Dear four hundred dollar barbecue. Is that is that my invite for my second round here? Damn right. There okay. we go. Cool. Bring yeah. that crack and cheese. Picnic edition. All right. So I kind of sniped you, Charles. But like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why, but okay. So I have a thing I affectionately refer to as dad burgers. So every picnic you go to, someone's dad is making burgers on the park grill, and they're fucking burnt. Close, close circuit. Uh, it's if you don't chuck. have the dad doing it there anymore, it's you probably. Yeah, I got a lot yeah. of friends that have turned into the dad burger guy. Yes, so those those New Balances are sparkling. That that polo is yep. fitting the way it used uh-huh. to. Like, yeah, flip that, yep. flip that one more time. It needs a thirtieth flip. Yep. You need some <laughs> some you know, sort of like, clever signature, some sort of clever thing written on your apron. Yep, it's the it's the tube chuck, which was <laughs> not a nickname of mine in college. And, you know, like the worst quality beef imaginable. And it's like formed into, you know, it's formed into a patty, but it's on the grill for so long <laughs> that it turns into this sort of like fucking top shape. Yep. Not even like a UFO. It turns almost in like a, into like a top shape. You know, it looks like a building in Moscow. <sighs> and it's like dark, like black, yep. dark, yep. charcoal. The center, done. Done. I told Easy actually. <laughs> I told Easy yesterday because we were we both watched Chef Reactions. I sent him a video of this lady who made these boiled burgers. I watched it. Did you see it? I told him. <laughs> I told him she invented a new shade of gray. She better call Pantone. Yes. <laughs> that's what that's that's like. What that burger looks like in the middle, right? That the dad burger. Like like if you snapped it the other way and set it on a table, it yeah. might just go. It just fucking yeah. pop up in the air. <laughs> then you get like, <laughs> yes, yeah, like the, the suction oh, cup thing that like yes, pops yes. up. The, it's just off the grill and lands on your smashed up white bread bun. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <sighs> so, yeah, then you have like, as Ephra mentioned, the like smashed down bags. Like someone beat the fuck. Yes. These these bags of white, tiny white buns owed somebody money. Always. They're not slider size, but they also don't fit a burger. Like, oh. did you it's sit like on those big. on the way here? They're too big in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. fucking terrible. Like, they might have, maybe someone was resting the watermelon on there before they decided to <laughs> dice it up. But so you get this sad bun and this atrocious burger. But I don't know what it is. It's not even like a mental challenge. I see it and I'm like, hmm, Burger. Is that the picnic calories don't count? And you're like, it's the only protein here, and I don't eat tubeless hot dogs. Like, I have, like, one every two years or something like that. So I'm like, how can I make this edible? So that's how you snipe me. Yep. How do I make this burger edible? But I have fun with it. And my most favorite thing about it is I do it in front of a bunch of other people, and then they're like, oh, my God. You found – it's like you found a way out of an escape room. You're yes. like, oh my God, what are, what is he doing? Look at him, he's putting the guacamole on this burnt ass <laughs> spin top popper burger. Yeah, there's, there's one person just yeah. sitting on the ground holding up their plate going, take me with you! Yeah. <laughs> like, just help! But it's always a move like that. There's some queso or there's some yeah. guac or there's some, like, there's some salsa. Why are we always calling Mexico in to help us, by the way? Dude, I, <laughs> I'm like, not going to lie to you. I have, I have saved a burnt ass burger with hummus and it is delightful. Okay. It okay. gives it like a little bit of a kafta vibe and yeah. it's fucking wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like any, you know, any combination of that or someone made chili or whatever. Yeah. Just like there's something on the table and you end up putting it on there and then you eat it and then like, you know, you taste like what, like a distant memory of like the cow's ancestor. <laughs> 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 like, uh, all right. 
All nutritional value has been vanquished from this thing. <laughs> There's just some forced ghost of a cow just yeah. shaking its head sadly. It's yeah. just like... Just nodding slowly. <laughs> you ever heard a sad moo? You will at that moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you're so right, though. What is it about, like... what? Folks, if you if you could tell me any sort of insight into this, what is it about the dad burger where the guy just has to keep flipping it over and over yeah. again? Where like even hockey pucks are in the bag, being like, "Stop! It's already yeah. dead." He's like, "Oh, two more flips, and uh, oh, oh the Parkers are here. Uh, party could start." <laughs> they're buying. They're biding their time. Yeah. I know why. I know why they flip that burger because. He does not want to go inside. And the only <laughs> thing that is keeping him from having to faux socialize is the 30th fucking flip. Um, so, you know, God bless you. God bless you, dads. Grill dad. Um, yeah. He doesn't want Keep to socialize. Keep on being antisocial. I do. I, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that, but you're probably right. It's mm. like, how do I just focus on one thing that doesn't involve anyone else? Yeah, because how many people can you fit around a grill? Two. Tops, yep. probably. And I it's, mean, extra two. And it's probably the two people that the grill dad wants to talk to. He invited those people. Because they're gonna there. they're gonna not look at each other. They're all gonna look at the grill. Yep. And they're just going to talk about innocuous things like team's looking good this year. Sure is. Pretty hot today. Uh-huh. Oh. Need some rain for the lawn, huh? Doing the best we can. Like just you don't have to think about anything. It's literally just like press a button on a 1998 video game answers. And then you just, you just rinse and repeat. It's called respect, man. I didn't want y'all. I didn't want all y'all to come over today, but here we are. So <laughs> thanks Sharon. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's up another tube Sharon. of Chuck, Sharon? Uh, so is this what it's always, is this like always the vibe? Like you got six questions and you, okay. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, not really, but like one of my favorite podcasts to listen to periodically is, uh, it's called knuckleheads. Mm, Uh, you know what? Mm? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like my favorite part is they, they have a opening and a closing question and the opening question is always my favorite. It's like, you got to leave. Well, it's always Darius Miles, too, and I can't replicate his voice. You got that low-ass voice. like, yeah. so, man, when you got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? <laughs> and he has, like, this, like, he, the way he rolls that whole sentence into one word is amazing. I don't know how he does it, but, you know, you just, you know, the <laughs> questions are kind of like, I'm, I'm waiting for, like, that. I, I, I gotta give you one of these because uh, I I am a I am a Darius Miles stan. Oh yeah, I met him one time and he uh. could not have been more charming and funny. And every time I've seen him on TV, in movies, he does cameos. Uh-huh. His podcast, like that dude is amazing. And I love right. that you listen to that show. That's that's awesome. I, I I spend. I mean, listeners have heard this before. I spend so much time every day, Monday through Friday, in my car. That, like, I'm a music junkie, but there's just times where I can't listen to any more music. So I'll check stuff out. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's dope. Uh, is, it, is it me? That's you. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Let's cheers. cheers. I don't know. I just keep drinking. So. Boop. Cheers. Um, all right. So, Dr. Wait, what was it? Uh, Spoon the Goon. Dear Spoon the Goon. Yes. I want to know a timeline of your favorite beverages. Think like as a kid, mm. as a teenager, 
early 20s and now. And they can be alcoholic or yeah. not. Give me, a, give me a timeline run of your favorite beverages to imbibe. Yeah, bro. Uh, wow, fuck. This one comes back so quickly. And usually I'm not good at being put on the spot like this. Woo! <laughs> uh, this is not fancy but like no man okay so like we had these like i love you i love I, like in like a very like scandinavian way like i love my parents they're they're very good people they had they got awful tastes in the core <laughs> I, I love you um but they had like these they, they probably still got them they got these like Gotty old like plastic cups, and they they probably they're probably like thirty two ounce cups. They're oh, big boys yep. because again we're about efficiency and like how can I maximize like if I'm going downstairs and I'm watching something I'm not coming back upstairs to yeah. refill. That's no. six stairs. <laughs> well, it was no, and we didn't know it, how long the commercials breaks were back then yeah, either. Exactly, like, exactly. Mm. Um, so we had these big old plastic cups, and. <laughs> I don't know. May, maybe this is where the cocktail like manifested itself originally, but um, okay. So the 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 frozen concentrate Welch's juice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Buddy. Uh, so the big one for us was the passion fruit one, um, and sometimes we had like the uh, it was like a berry medley. I forget what they used to call it, but you know you just like, I mean like when you made that shit like it was literally like pushing a turd out of those little <laughs> in, in the, the plastic containers. <laughs> made that weird, like... And, like, then the, it was the saddest sound when it hit the bottom yeah. of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that soft thud was the worst. And then it, it would always, it would kind of collapse into itself yeah. and then sit on the side. Oh, yeah. Now you we're know, cooking. Thank you, thank you. This is, this yeah. is good. I'm this with you on that. Uh, yeah, and then you you know you throw in like what is it four, four or five things that like you fill up. You just fill the empty can. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta like, get all the extra juices. But you know you keep that you keep uh, you keep a picture of that in the um, the fridge, and it was um, you fill the glass up with ice. You probably throw like a third of the way up with the juice, and then you just top that shit up with Sprite or Seven Up. Uh, that was that was like the OG spoon, uh, Witherspoon. No, I, I I can't take credit for that. That that is a a, a Witherspoon mm. cocktail. Oh wow! Uh, sorry, All I'm, right, so, I'm getting emotional. So <laughs> so that's as that, a kid, that, then jump up to like maybe yep. senior year in high school. Um. Okay. Well, so I didn't drink a lot. Like, well, throughout high school, I only drank one time in high school. I was, I, like, even to this day, like, I, there's a, there's a limit to how much. Like, I will, before I black out, I will puke. Mm. So, like, like I, I have the good fortune of never being able to be a raging alcoholic. Amazing. Um, so, like, and I was, you know, I was in sports and shit. So, I, di I didn't drink a lot in high school. I drank one time. It was Senior year after basketball season was done, because that was everything. It was a four loco. I drank four loco. Oh, yeah, that was my introduction. And I remember yeah. very vividly, I threw up an entire chicken wing. And I don't just mean like, oh, I, I, I threw up the contents. Like, I 
It was intact. And I, I'm like, I didn't swallow a whole chicken wing, so how did this whole thing just like... It's a drummy sitting there. Like. Perfectly formed. It, no, it was a flat. Oh, fuck the drum. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank there's you, thank only you, thank one... You, that's why everybody has to have a wing partner. You don't mm-hmm. go out to eat wings alone. You have a partner, mm-hmm. and you have to discriminate. I won't discriminate in my life except when I'm finding my wing buddy. Because mm-hmm. like, if you don't eat drums, sorry, this is not. I'm sorry, this is not going to work. <laughs> See, I don't go uh, to the theater by myself. You're a great person, huh? But I'm going to eat wings by myself because I eat them both, and I eat the tips. Oh, yes. Oh, ooh, you snaps. That's this. We are here. We the cartilage. Give me the. Honestly, I don't even know if we've had wings together, Charles. No, man, because I'm just going by myself. Fuck off. All right, well, let's figure that <laughs> hey, out. Hey, we all need our things to ourselves. Um, so, okay, Four Loco. Uh, yeah. That, that, I mean, that, is, I, that is not the an overarching uh, example of what I used to drink. Because Was like, it the real Four Loco? Oh, no, it was, it was like, the, the, the blue raspberry one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my first drink was a, a dirty, the bartender called it a dirty Sanchez. It was a shot of tequila. It was, oh, this was yeah. in uh, 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 um, River Falls, Wisconsin. I remember that. That sounds right. Shot of tequila, and like they reached under the bar, pulled out the Hershey's syrup, and they just went to town over that cocktail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was gnarly. It okay, was. Yeah, I thought that was. It was hard. No, it's. There was a whole list of like the prank drinks. Yeah, I didn't think get. that was the Dirty Sanchez though. Oh yeah, that was. That, I I I. Came from that school. You know, I had all those. Brain hemorrhage, bloody abortion, all those. I had bloody like abortion? three of each on my 21st. Christ. Yeah, it was wow. awful. We were terrible. Yep. Uh, uh, Bailey's and lime juice, and then last second you do a drop of grenadine. Ugh. Yeah. Who? Oh, I, how, why? Stoplight, brain freeze, grape vape. Yep. There's so many. Grape uh, vapes are still delicious. Uh, I will stand for them. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But I was saying that was definitely one of the, you know. It was yeah, but that like one was invented shots. here in the 90s, at least. Yes. Some were pranks, but yeah. some were just, yeah. you know. Like. The blowjob. Duck right? fart. The curdling, yeah, all the that shit. Milk, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so there, <laughs> there, there was a span where there was not very much consistent beverage of choice. Once I got into cocktails, uh, it would have been the Tom Collins. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's alcoholic, you know, adult. It, it's adult fucking lemonade. Mm. Like, great, perfect. Give it to mm. me. Um, what about now? It's that shitty gin and tonic. Yeah, right? I love that, though. I know. I, well, I mean, another shout out to another one of my heroes, Doug Flicker. Thank you, Bullshorn. Yes. Um, Getting, getting my uh, double bur- bull's horn burger with cheese, fries, mm. small Caesar, mm. with that sweet, sweet Tanqueray tonic. Ugh. Ah, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm just a gin and tonic now. Or, or you know, I like, I, 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 have a, I have a love for wine, but, you know, like, if we're mindless drinking, mm-hmm. give me that J&T, man. Oof. I love um, that. Yeah, it's it, it's not it's not exciting. It's not eclectic, but that is the honest to God truth. I, I honestly think that's one of the things that we've loved about this show is when you dig dig down to it, like most of us aren't. It's it's just like I want a comfort thing. Yeah. Like when I'm just going to like what's my favorite thing? Like of course I would appreciate a wonderful glass of wine or if you had some interesting spin in a cocktail, great. But if I'm just like going out and I just want a thing that I know I'm gonna love. A lot of times, it's that just delicious lowbrow, you can find mm-hmm. this anywhere stuff, and I love that. Yeah. Dr. Awad. So I'll just rapid fire. High C, Mountain Dew. What Jack high Daniels. C? Oh, no, no. What high C? Ecto cooler, baby. All right. Ooh. Mountain Dew, Jack Daniels, 
carrying around a bottle all night. That was my thing in high school and in my early 20s. IPA, when obviously all that shit went down like 12, 13 years ago. Uh, now it's hard because like now obviously I like to mix it up, but I almost find a space. I almost always find a, a space in my evening for high life, just a lager, just an American lager. Um, you know, it kind of follows the same notion as like why we love things like Malort an awful lot is that I need to kind of offset having like cloying sweetness. So if I'm drinking cocktails, things like that. Uh, but like, Amidst my evening, regardless of what I'm doing, I want to have, like, a High Life or a Tom's or a Cruise Banquet or something like that. Just, like, at least one cold. Especially, contextually, time of year right now, as yep. of this recording, you know, it's July in Minnesota. It's 92 degrees outside right now. Fuck yeah. I want to have a ice cold Miller High Life. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Preach. I, I, I was also a child of the Welch's Concord Grape era but uh you actually made me think of something we uh for whatever reason for a little while our local grocery store didn't have it and so my friend's mom bought grape kool-aid because she just knew we like grape stuff boy don't get me started i I did not love the first time that i because i'm thinking like this is supposed to replace welch's grape. oh yeah no there were two very different things and i took a sip of it and we were we were both like "Mm, no this can't be right yeah we were trying to figure out what to do, and then uh, that's when you discovered sugar for the first time. Nope. Then we did <laughs> lemonade into the grape, and we made grape lemonade. Oh, grape aid. Yeah, grape aid, and that was my shit from like fourth okay. grade yeah. through probably seventh or eighth grade. That was the only thing. If if you were at my house, that's what we were drinking. Grape mm. lemonade. It was so good, and you could go Damn. to Kenny's Market, and you could get a dime packet of grape and a dime packet of lemonade and then bring it like straight up Bro, what back are, are pocket. dime dime bag dime uh, bags of kool-aid yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> which looking at me would probably be the name of my mixtape <laughs> but for real like that was that was that was our shit grape lemonade was the fucking greatest thing and every now and then I just make a fucking picture of that, and I drink yeah. it all myself. Just oh, yeah. crush all it. Right. Sure. I don't feel great about myself, but I, you got to do it. And you got to do it in a big-ass cup. My mom yep. still has I, – I hope she still has it. There are two of the biggest plastic cups. They're like scalloped edges. One is teal and one is blue. And they're yes. always in like there's like all the nice water glasses that are like ten ounces, and I'm like mm. amateurs. Like you go for the mm-hmm. the big guy because I don't want to have to keep getting up. No. You get more. No, no, no. So you is that your that. glass at your mom's house? Yeah, one hundred percent. I do don't. Want, I don't touch glass. Adam, do you have a glass at your mom's house? Um, <laughs> these days I don't. But okay. like I I was big on like when I was like a kid at home, like I had my cups. I had my cups. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with For my sure. cups. Like me and my, my brother and I, there were wars because, like you know, like oh, you get down to the dinner table first. You think you, oh, you, oh, oh, you think you're fucking slack? No, no. Give me my cup. I will pour your shit out. Yeah, I will wash this cup and I will <laughs> yeah. take it and yeah. go get your lowly turquoise cup. Yeah, because I'm man. the purple boy around mm, here. You gotta, gotta have your cup. Mine's. Uh, the Red Lobster glass. There you go. Oh, the, dude, the I know exactly what you're like, talking about. Because yes. when they came out with those butt plug IPA glasses, I was like, man, they ripped off Red Lobster. This is my water mm-hmm. glass at my mom's house. <laughs> so dope. 
Yeah, I, I had I actually had a cereal bowl, a cereal spoon, and a cup at my mom's house for a long time. Those, oh, the, really? The oh, cereal yeah. bowl and spoon are long gone. Mm. Spoon, yeah. But the cup, I think, is still there. I haven't yeah. thought about that a while, but I think it's still there. So that was when I was young. Uh, high school, man, it was fucking Fruitopia. That oh. and, and uh, um, OK Cola. Those were the two things that I drank sure. all the time. Sure. Like Fruitopia, it, we had a vending machine. I'm pretty sure it was just Kool-Aid with a different label on it because there's no way that was good for us. But they were like, it's got juice in it. And it was like 2% <laughs> juice. And kids would just fucking hit that button, just buzzing yeah. the whole day long. College, it was almost always either it was Captain Coke. I, I want to say it was Jack 7, but that was after college. College was uh, Captain Coke because I also have two witnesses of me throwing up an entire half of a chicken sandwich. And they were like, dude, you didn't even bite it. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I had to to get there. Like, I, we looked at it. Like, you threw up in the garbage can. That was a half a sandwich just <laughs> sitting in perfect form. Uh, <laughs> and then now, now, thankfully, not there anymore. Now, honestly, my most common, if I'm not drinking THC, if I'm drinking alcohol, it's probably some form of a Pilsner that's very dry. I like an overhopped Pilsner. And then, honestly, probably Malort. Like, that's, yeah. that's the thing that I've poured over ice the most in the last year. And that's I just, noticed. I noticed last weekend that I was out of it and you were running around before you were going to come over. I was like, you were like, you need me to grab anything? I was like, some fucking lort if you can find some. And you couldn't. Three liquor stores yeah. I went to. That's bizarre. And yeah. now, yeah. oddly enough, uh, I, I actually found it yesterday, and so I have a bottle back in my... So yeah. worst case scenario, we have the uh, in case of emergency break glass because we have uh, glass shelves on our barrister bookshelf. So you can break glass and get them a lort. <laughs> or you can just ask for it and we can get it out. But, yeah, that's honestly, like, that is to the point now where, like, if I'm going to meet friends, I have friends that'll be like, oh, they have Malort there, so can we go there? I'm like, oh, that's fun. I, I've never said no to a bar because they didn't have Malort, but now I have friends that are like, they're looking out for me. and That's a wonderful thing. So there's a local restaurant here called Luna and the Bear that opened in the old Eat Street Social. I did ah, their Wonderful. Brand, I did their branding and their menus and a bunch of stuff for them. Anyways, the co-owner who I work closest with, who is also a member of Club Caraway, Deacon, said, don't worry, Charles. I know that you would want Malort at the bar, so we got some Malort at the bar. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. Thank you. I, <laughs> I have imbibed already, and it was wonderful. Yeah, of course. Also, go check out Luna and Bear. They're wonderful. Yeah, if you're local. Uh, but yeah, so, all right. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Scoop. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I'm really kind of in love with this. Like, I want to... Like I like it a lot. I want yes. a little effervescence in there, and I want to throw a yeah. little bit of botanicals in there. Yeah. But that is, that's fun. You maybe a little a, splash of lemonade? Yeah. But a little gram of lemonade? Maybe you a little, maybe a little a, tonic up in there? You could just, yeah, you could just tonic that. Yep. Just splash some tonic in there. Indeed. That would be, yeah, that would be really nice. I just wish I knew somebody that made a really dope tonic syrup. That'd be crazy if I knew somebody. Actually, everyone in this room that you're looking right? at makes it. <laughs> the difference is I have his recipe, so yeah, that's yeah. what I make. <laughs> I got no secrets, baby. Actually, well, interestingly, um, uh, Adam is the guest tonight, but we previously had a guest that was unable to be here tonight. Um, 
He's the owner of a local coffee roastery and cafe called SK Coffee. And actually, the Tres Leches um, tonic syrup is used for their espresso tonic. So good. Amazing. Delightful. Banging. Banging. Full circle. All right, so my schedule this summer is decidedly less chaotic than a lot of previous summers, which was partly by design. My wife's a school teacher, and um, I was kind of relishing the idea that I could maybe spend a little more time with her while kind of like, you know, marinating on some some professional moves as I go forward. My question for you is, uh, how capable do you feel in taking time for yourself? Um, whether it be like a day off or being on vacation or having like um, an extended period of time to like marinate on, on kind of like your next moves in life. Do you, um, do you feel like you have to go, go, go? Or do you feel like you're capable of like being Zen and in the moment and kind of enjoying your life and focusing on that? Uh, very bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're bad at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, not, I, I, I like I've done lots of work on that. Um, my the the way that I was raised unintentionally, the things I was exposed to, just the, the energy I was around, and like my hardwiring doesn't allow me to do that. I, I don't shut off very well. I understand like okay, you're not going to work today. I can do that. That's not hard. Yeah. Like I've learned yeah. that you know like you got to let the kids you know like jump in the pool and like figure it out that that part i've come to terms with sure. um yeah take a day off great couple take take a couple days off if you need to cool yeah um i am by nature a dreamer and a schemer um and <clears throat> i've never been great at hobbies i've never been very good at like it's like general like friend things uh and that is the thing i'd like to work on and i've reconciled with um so like i'm i'm good and bad i can take the time to rest i'm very bad at like I, i'm always just like plotting and scheming and Absolutely. you know that's you know that's just where my heart lies at so um yeah i'm 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 good and bad i'm good and bad yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Well, I'm, where are you at modern day, like today? Oh, dude, you know I'm fucking miserable at this shit. I, I, well, it's it's hard to say, like, take time for yourself, right? <clears throat> yeah. All the shit I do is taking time for myself, but I'm not good at resting. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very bad at that. The only time that I'm good at it is the second or third night that my wife has gone on a work trip, I will always take a night and just hang out with my dog and my cat. Mm. But like my cat and I have like a late night thing where I go downstairs and watch TV or play video games and he perches on my shoulder. I've talked about that a lot on the show. But I, my dog, as much as I love her, she's my wife's dog. Like those two are bonded in a way that like, it's really wonderful to see. And the first day and a half that my wife is gone, my dog is sad and just sort of mopes around. And it's usually like the second night or the third night, she's just like, well, I guess she's gone forever. And I got this guy. And then she just snuggles in. And that's my favorite. So I drove my wife to the airport early this morning. And I'm guessing that probably two nights from now, 
will be that night. And so mm. I literally cleared my schedule and I just <laughs> want to hang out because it's really fun. Like she, she is so playful and she's hilarious. And I, I like when I get to be the focus of her affection because it's wonderful. Like the, the love of my life and my best friend and our dog are so bonded. But every now and then I'm like, fuck man, like I'm right here too. I feed your ass too. Like, <laughs> So when she's gone and all that, like I Some do, animal single bond, yeah, you know, and it doesn't, yeah, it. Marty must feel that way about Lucky because Lucky's my familiar, and yep. he goes everywhere I go, everywhere, everywhere. Like if I'm in the bathroom and the door's closed for more than five minutes, he's like, "How do I break this door down?" For sure, but he loves her. He does love her. He loves other people. He loves all good, yep. you know. Even though I try to make him throw up sometimes, <laughs> and he loves my brother. Yep, but. That's, you know, he's like, that's my guy. Totally. So, yeah, pets can be that so way. It, but it's it's dope that, like, we figured <laughs> out this pattern. Like, yeah. I know when she's finally going to be like, oh, my God. And then, <laughs> you know, we have a king-size bed. And that's that's when she'll start sleeping straight down my leg. And it's it's just, it's the best feeling ever. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing. I, I, I have been a dog person since I was three years old. And I've grown to be a cat person as well. But there is something that is so wonderful and very reminiscent about the way that I love my friends from dogs. Like, I'm just like, let me hug you. Let me tell you things. Oh, my God. Can you see my tails wagging? I'm very happy to see you. Ah, here's all the things that have happened recently. That's like, I identify with that yeah. very strongly. But when it comes to, like, taking time for myself, I do that in those matinee movies, going to see a concert mm -hmm. by myself. I'm really fortunate like the the more that I thought about this question when you sent it to me, Charles, like it's I had to take a second to actually just think about how fortunate I am that if I open my arms, there's just love waiting, and that's a really rare thing. And I did not feel that when I was younger, and so I have all these wonderful humans in my life, and both of you in this room are included in this. Where, like, if there's a possibility that I can just, like, come see one of you somewhere, that fills my cup up. I am an extroverted extrovert. I charge my battery while being around humans that I enjoy. And the rarer it is that I see you, sometimes the better. So if there's a time where, like, I know I have a little bit of time and I don't have anything to do, I, I want to I go hang out with somebody because I'll always learn something. I'll always hear something I haven't heard before. I'll always like find something new to think about in my own world. And all of that fuels me. Those are all like big logs that go on the fire. Yeah, yeah. They don't ignite immediately, but those coals burn forever. And I love when I get to find those moments with people. And so it's hard for me on a random night, I get done you know, with work and we have dinner, my wife goes to bed. Sometimes like she's so exhausted from her day that she goes to bed at eight 30 or eight 45. And I'm just like, mm, I just want to go do something. But then I try to wrestle with that because I also have never felt like I had a comfortable home. And we've talked about this a couple times, Charles. I, I, I never felt like my home was my home when I was a kid, like I always just wanted to go see something. And so I've also been trying to work on that where like, this is the happiest that I've ever been to call a place my home. And maybe I should work on that. So then it becomes like, well, what can I do? What weird research can I do to make my brain better? 
or what can I learn about or what video game can I play or like something that's just like find entertainment here. And I also have really grown to enjoy that, whether it's reading a book or listening to a book, like sometimes I'll listen to a book and play a video game. That's wonderful for me. I enjoy that portion of it. What I'm not good at is being still. Like I can't do the, oh, the sure. beach the beach vacation where you just yeah, yeah. sit on the beach with your eyes closed and and, and lather up. I, I can't I cannot do that. Like my brain just starts to freak out. And I'm sure that there's like you said, a good and a bad side to that. Like I'm sure that I'm like there's wheels that are spinning constantly that probably are gonna wear out earlier than it they do in other people because of that. But at the same time, I'm also like satiating the front part of my brain with experiencing as much as I can and learning as much as I can. Like if I can't go somewhere, what if I read something that takes me somewhere? You know, what if I listen to something that teaches me about someplace that I haven't been yet yeah. or the history of something that I don't understand? Like those are, those are things where I feel like I'm still putting nutrients in the soil, even if it's not just letting the soil rest. I mean, you, you bring up a great, really awesome point of like learning how to make a home. And uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I just, us, us, us dudes mm -hmm. sometimes are not the best at doing that. Absolutely. Historically speaking, if you want to go to any one of our places at 22 through 30, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a prime example of <laughs> Not making a home, but, you know, like, I, I can't sit still in my home. I tell people that all the time. I, like, I am actively always looking for places to be. You know, like, Alma is a great place for me because there's stimulation. There's a thing to do. There's always a place. There's always a reason for me to be there and yeah. something for me to be doing there. But, like, the fact of the matter is, is, like, you can curate your own space to satiate and to fill your cup but there's like a lot of work that I don't think people talk about when it comes into making that home. The person that I live with right now, she's a, she's a saint, but she has spent the last, she bought a house and she's, I mean, she's doing a lot of work on it, but like a lot of that work is like putting things in there that stimulate her and that fill her cup in the way that it needs to be filled. So she doesn't need to look for external things to, uh, bring her joy or gratitude or excitement and I think that's maybe like a bigger lesson in the whole thing it's like being able to identify the things that you that bring you joy and happiness and help you be still and okay with who you are instead of needing to look outside for those things and sometimes those things outside are great but mm -hmm. like you got to be all right with yourself and that was what I didn't know when I was younger and what I've figured out now. And I'm just trying to find that balance. Yeah. You know? Tough. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, that will probably be, if we ask this question 40 years from now, I would probably still say the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I'm better at well, you're, it. You're learning. Yeah, you're yeah. learning lessons as you yeah. go along, uh, even if you feel like you might not ever fully figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Charles, back to you. Yeah. I mean, so like the way I look at sort of the subject matter is um, there was, I'm, I'm also a schemer and a dreamer. I'm like, my brain is always in business mode. It's kind of the way I was um, looking at this from my personal vantage point is that 
this is the first time, this summer is the first time in a while that I kind of looked at like my production schedule and I said like, I'm kind of chill not having every possible hour at Patmos Design and Identity filled every single week. Uh, and I'm, I'm certainly um, also by the same notion, comfortable kind of like evaluating like what comes next instead of like jumping into shit. And you know what? spending time with my wife. I don't know if she'll be a school teacher forever and we'll have the summer. We had trips lined up. You know, we did the Europe thing, Copenhagen and Paris. Um, I'm going to Lebanon in September. We're going to New York for the podcast in October. And I'm also going to Atlanta in October. So I'm kind of like, I'm going to just kind of like lean back a little bit. And I really I, love, I hold never, on. I didn't put this together. I love that we're also both going to Atlanta in yeah, October, but not at the same time and not with each other. Wait, when are you going to Atlanta in October? Uh, the 26th. I'll be there the weekend of the 22nd. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I'm sorry. Um, I just love that. That's no, yeah. You know, <coughs> this, is the first time, this is the first time you've heard about that as well. Yeah. But there was a time in my life where, um, uh, like a long time, my business now is 15 years old. And um, like the actual physical brick and mortar of Patmos design is 15 years old. And I would say for the first 14 years, uh, I could not, I, I always said, okay, I always said, I don't like to say no. What I've discovered now, I've kind of gotten Dr. Manhattan on this motherfucker and taken like a, you know, planetary view. Uh, it's not that I don't like to say no, it's that I like to say yes. And I like to say yes when it works for me is what I've Correct. discovered. So I like to say yes every time I see value there. Yeah. But it turns out I also like to say no. I do like to say no. I've learned I like to say no. Actually, the further along in my career that I go, the more I like to say the word no. And it doesn't mean I don't want to work. It means that I want to do the right work under the right sets yes. of circumstances for the right money. Yes. And I am wildly privileged to be in a position to be able to do that. I know not everyone's in that position, but if you get yourself to the point where you can say no, because nothing's worse than having to say yes. You want to say yes. And that's why I say I like to say yes, because I have a choice. And it sucks when you don't have a choice and you have to say yes. And so I try to be careful enough about my decision-making that I say yes because I want to, and I say no because I want to. And that's enabled me, via that I've been enabled in my life to um, now reach this like level of, of zen to be able to say like, you know what, I'm going to hang back a little bit. I'm going to enjoy myself for a while. And then I'm going to go Super Saiyan again when <laughs> I feel like the time is right. Uh, I was not always like that. And yes, I am still always thinking about business and like different projects I'm working on and furiously making notes in my Evernote with my thumbs flailing so fast that it's like an anime as well where I'm just like <laughs> always, always thinking of stuff. But I, I'm more comfortable with myself as a person Fuck because yeah. I can be more comfortable and not concern myself uh, endlessly with where certain projects are at. That Europe trip was the first time, and I'm gonna, I'll end it with this, but that Europe trip was the first time in a long time that I was on a trip, and I legitimately was like, I don't give a fuck what's going on with any of my professional pursuits outside of what I'm doing right here, right now, sitting on a boulevard in Paris, eating, you know, fucking shellfish or 
de confit and drinking Cote d'Iron. I was like, this is it. This is all I'm doing. Like, it didn't even occur to me. I didn't even have to think I don't care. It just, it wasn't in my brain. And after the fact, I'm like, wow, that's it. I could use more of that. That's real freedom, man. Yeah. That's real freedom. Yeah. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing it all for, right? We, I mean, we always say that, right? Like, yep. What are we doing it for? We're doing it. We're doing it so that we can live to live to work know? or work to live. You know, yeah. like I, I, I just want to focus on that. And honestly, I, Adam, I just want to say thank you for for coming here today. This was the most uninterrupted I've ever talked to you, and I yeah. absolutely adore you. Likewise, like right it's back been out. a long time that like I've been at your bar and I've talked to you and been like, hey, but yeah, uh, same, yeah. same energy for sure. Yeah, I, I. I just want to thank you for, for being here. This I appreciate you guys. Rad. This has been a gift. Uh, yeah. Your space is beautiful. You guys are beautiful. Hey. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Being able to have conversations of any size, depth, gravity is awesome, especially with people in this industry. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for uh, letting me do this. Well, and you. speaking of that, uh, not just people in the industry, but people around the world, uh, if they want to follow along to things that you're up to, how would you prefer them to do that? Is there like a Instagram or a Twitter or a Facebook thing? Or are you just like Google my name every now and then and see what I'm up to? Yeah, you can Google me. There's a couple different me's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a bit of a specter right now. Um, you know, I just decided to jump off of a cliff again. So you're not going to find me at a bar uh, if that's where you're looking for me right now. Um if, if you want to look at Spoonie underscore San, there is one photo on there. Uh, I, learned, <laughs> I learned from my, my mentor, Marco, the real value in Instagram is to stay connected to what else is out there, but let nobody in to the intricacies of your life. So, um, you know, you can look. You're not going to find much. Um, hey, man, you know, you know where to find me. You can go to the Bullshorn. Or you cannot go to the yacht club. Do not go. Do not go to the yacht club. Do not bend straws at the yacht club. Yes. (laughs) 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 Boop. Uh, Charles, you got anything else you want to throw out there? I just want to thank our sponsors, Plifton, Beam Centauri. Uh, This is our first episode where we're enjoying uh, spirits furnished by Beam Centauri. So. And exhilarated. thank you for bringing that up because I was going to jump in on that. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on this show. Uh, not only are they our sponsor, but uh, I, I also am a part of that company. And uh, Plift, we won our first national awards. Uh, we just Ooh. found out last night that um, all three of our flavors took medals in the high spirits competition. Oh, shit. Is and, this, I'm not even familiar with this competition. Is it like a... It's an offshoot of the, like, the World Spirits sure. uh, competition. They, yeah, they yeah. decided to do a division for uh, drinkable THC things. and Naturally, uh, right? Yep. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. And uh, grapefruit and lime, I believe, won silver medals and ginger... No. Grapefruit and ginger won silver medals and lime won a bronze medal. So all three of our, our SKUs uh, meddled, which is pretty incredible uh, for a, a first-year company. One. Like, which yeah, fucking, do I don't know. Let's go, girls. World domination. I hit the dramatic hamster. <laughs> I, it, it was really, like, to get to see that. 
again, it's it's validation, and I know that all of these competitions, it's all arbitrary, but it was really sure. nice to know that, like, A, people really enjoyed, people have no idea who we are, what we're doing, uh, enjoyed our products, and then on top of it, uh, I think, as I, I read through everything, I think we're the only brand that had more than one skew win. So it just made me feel good. And again, just a reminder, like there's a whole THC world out there and please explore it. Uh, if you want to hit up our sponsor slash us uh, on Instagram, it's at drink plift, P-L-I-F-T. So just drink plift, or you can just do plift.com, P-L-I-F-T.com and just check it out. We have a store locator. Uh, we're growing constantly. So uh, we have yes. Minnesota, we have Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, we're just going to keep growing and we're still a small company, but we're doing the best we can to continue to grow that. Oh, yeah. So that's worth celebrating. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah. and with Beam Centauri, uh, as with our entire catalog of episodes, all of the spirits that we drink, you can click the listing of yep. the podcast you're listening to right now and you'll find links to all of the spirits and, and um, libations that we drink on the program. Totally. So we'll have you directly linked for that. So if you want to, you know, look up this, um, s- the Sip Smith that we're drinking, the smashed uh, strawberry, strawberry smash, strawberry, strawberry smash. smash, Sip Smith, it is linked in the episode. So you can check it out by, by clicking that link. And uh, one more thing since we're ending the show, uh, we lost Sinead O'Connor today. And uh, as an atheist who spent his entire elementary school and college at a Catholic uh, institution, she meant a lot to me. And uh, a lot of, of most people, I would say, probably know her for the Prince cover of uh, Nothing Compares to You um, or her tearing up the picture of the Pope on SNL, which Singing out Connor. amazing that she got completely ostracized for that. And now we know the extent of the abuse that she was protesting. And that now gets praised, but people like her and Barry Crimmins don't. Um, what I would ask is if you're a music fan, uh, go out and listen to some of her other stuff because she has an incredible catalog and her voice is as breathtaking on every single one of those songs. Um, there's a song called Haunted. It, there, there's not a, like a streamable one, but if you go on YouTube, you can watch it. She sang with uh, Shane McGowan from the Pogues. I love that. And honestly, my favorite song uh, before she was ever famous, uh, The Edge from U2 tapped her to write the lyrics and sing as basically like an unfound talent. Um, A song that he was doing for a soundtrack to a movie came out in 86 and it's called Heroin. And if you want to really understand how absolutely beautiful she was as an artist and is as an artist, uh, just listen to that song. Um, there's so much more that, that you can dig into, but, uh, whenever we lose somebody, especially in the arts community, I want to shout it out and, and she meant a lot to me. So, uh, rest easy and yeah, go listen to some wonderful music till the next time. We love you very much. Spoon the goon. Spoon the goon. Ciao, ciao.